Um, all right, you guys, welcome to uh, a new edition of the uh, Dangerous Info Podcast. I'm Jesse James, your host, and uh, of course, Outcast is he's uh, he's on the line with us here too. And um, the show is going to be a little bit different, a little bit different than all the other ones. <clears throat> I'm uh, I'm off off our regular format uh, for this special episode here, and uh, it's honoring the the Oxford's Angels. This is the healing show <clears throat> that I decided to put together. Um. After this tragic incident that happened here in Oxford, Michigan, and um, such a great community, great great families, um, and, and there's a whole lot of unity that I'm seeing now come together with these uh, these small town folks, and we're going to get into uh, some some heavy things on this episode, and um, like I said, it's not going to be the same format as you guys are used to with all the other. Uh, episodes, but um, I think I think this is kind of all what we need, right? We all need this kind of a a healing process to get through uh, what we just went through, and, and it hits some people harder than others, depending on how close they are to the situation. Um, Outcast, I know you dealt with some grief in the past, and 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 you're a good, strong man to to lean on in these kind of times, you know, and, uh, you know, I've been keeping you, uh, informed of what's been going on. Cause I'm really, really close to the situation. Uh, you know, and, and I'd like a word from, from you. What, what, what are your thoughts on what's going well, on? Um, these things are, um, always extremely difficult to approach because, um, uh, people's emotions are, are so raw and rightly so. And then, for those of us on the outside looking in, we find ourselves in a difficult situation of not wanting to say the wrong thing. Yeah. So, um, I just want our listeners to know that, uh, that you and I, I, you know, you, with your guidance too, I mean, you, you were really kind of, this was your brainchild to, to approach, uh, this episode from this direction. And you helped me to understand, um, the, the intensity of what's going on out there. And, I got to be honest with you. I've I've dealt with some uh, uh, some grief, a lot of grief, um, a lot of loved ones all at one time. One time, I lost my mom and my brother in close proximity, and uh, when I open up that those those wounds, the grief comes really hard, and it's like a, a genie you can't get back in the bottle. Right. So I find myself sometimes hardening up and not wanting to think about these things. And you brought me back into this kind of spiritual plane. And I want our listeners to know too, that, um, you know, the, the amount of thought that went into it from you and then you brought me into it. Then there's thought into it from my end. And then you and I went to the Lord and, and prayed hard. Uh, so it is our goal to not say anything that would hurt, but only to heal. That's our, that's our whole goal here. Um, for people who are dealing with something similar in their life, maybe, or something that happened in the past. And this is difficult to uh, listen to a show that's going to, uh, talk to people who are grieving. Um, I, I'm reminded of something I read in one of my daily devotionals and it said, um, uh, I'm paraphrasing greatly here, but um, bad things happen to good people and God is not punishing you. Right. Um, God has never promised us that we would not have adversity in our lives. He only promised us that he would be with us in the adversity. Yeah. So, Anyways, that's kind of where my head's at. Well, there's a yeah, there's a lot of adversity. I know, I knew, you know, going into this that 
um, without having you, you know, being, being on this line here with me, it'd be a lot more difficult to handle and to get through this stuff. Cause you're a wise man of, you know, biblical proportions. Right. And, um, I'm, 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 I'm humbled by that, but it's, it's just God working through me. I swear it's not me. Yeah, I, I agree. Um, you know, I was able to talk to a lot of people from, from the area, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm the next town over. My hometown is Lake Orion is right next to uh, Oxford. That was our hometown rivals growing up. And um, we, we knew a lot of the kids there um, talking years ago, but even now as adults, and we all have kids now. <clears throat> so some of the kids I grew up with in Orion are parents now in Oxford and they're still there. I go through Oxford a few times a week, probably. Um, it, it's just, we're right here, you know, um, a lot of police that, uh, you know, I'm friends with, they're involved. I mean, there's just, emotions are very high, but you know, <clears throat> the biggest thing that's happening is coming uh, uh, through all this stuff is, you know, I'm hearing these stories. I'm getting a lot of, uh, sad and, um, you know, the people that are mourning, right. Or have been right. calling me have been inboxing me and texting me, you know, because they know I have this small outlet here, the show that we're doing, um, you know, I put the feelers out there and saying, Hey, you know, I'm just, you know, just here's another outlet. People can, you know, put this in their radio and listen to it on their drive uh, this week or whatever way you do it when you're working, whatever it is, this is, we're all mourning together. Okay. Um, there's a, there's a high level of PTSD here for a lot of people. Um, but unity, unity seems like the biggest word here is, is people need to, um, comfort each other. Right. Um, the control, the condolences, the tributes, all the funerals that are coming up this week, you know, that there's time that after all this goes away, <clears throat> there's going to be a time for, to mourn the process. Um, I'm trying to stay away from any of the details. I would, you know, that's, that's a whole nother show here. What this show is again, it's, I entitled it, uh, you know, and even the, uh, the image, the cover image for this episode is Oxford's angels, the healing. And, um, you know, before we get going on it, um, I would like to say a word. Um, let me scroll around here. I would, I'd like to, uh, not a moment of silence per se, but um, I, I want to recognize these beautiful angels, these kids, okay? That's the reason why we're doing this. And all the other people who are unnamed are still going through a lot of hurt and pain and uh, everything we just discussed. But um, I want to, I want to name these kids. Okay. We have Hannah St. Julia, Tate Meyer, Madison Baldwin, and Justin Schilling. You are Oxford's angels. And uh, we're going to go into the future thinking of your faces. You know, for those of us that did not know you guys, we see your faces. Uh, the ones that did know you have the memories. Everybody that loved you was going to, um, your, your memory is going to live forever with everybody. Okay. Um, J or outcast. I know that you have some, uh, some experiences here too, with, you know, the, the importance of memories and, and what they can do for your future and the promise of, of a better day. Um, tell me about some promises or, or some, uh, memories that you, you know, that 
help you throughout the days of your lives. You know, we've all got them. Well, I, I, the only, the only wisdom I think I have on that is, um, (laughs) this goes for anything that you're going through. And And sometimes it seems counterintuitive when you're really, when something is unfair as this seems to happen, mm-hmm. something is wrong as this, but uh, sometimes we get mad at God, different things like that. But I, I don't recommend that. My recommendation is to lean hard into God. God is the one thing that will um, turn your pain into purpose. Yeah. And I've seen it um, like manifest in ways. If you, you have to ask for it, you have to, you have to pray and ask specifically, you know, turn my pain into purpose. I, I have a relative and her, um, her son died of an overdose down in Ohio and Ohio was like ground zero for all this, um, opioid addiction several years ago. And, um, I immediately started praying for his mother. I knew, you know, she's, uh, she's a relative of mine. I was praying for her daily for God to turn her pain into purpose. Mm-hmm. And what God did was, um, <laughs> she developed this plan to, well, she, first of all, she found out that there was no rehabilitation centers for men in their county Mm. only women but no men and uh so she started something called the root house in ravenna ohio and um i remember she was started out real slow she was like trying to do like a fundraiser and she'd raise a couple thousand here and i thought there's no way i mean i shouldn't have said this i mean like in my doubting side i'm like there's no way how is she gonna pull this off Mm -hmm. when is she gonna give up even though i was praying this for her i was still skeptical and out of nowhere came this uh, this church group, and they were like, "We've been wanting to do something like this. We see your vision. Here's the money." Bam! And then <laughs> that was like ten years, uh, maybe ten years, eight or ten years ago. And mm-hmm. Root House is going strong. God wow. turned that pain into purpose. Okay, yeah. so it's hard to see it right now, but we 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 have to keep in connection with God to make sure that we understand we can hear him and he'll t- take whatever adversity we're going through and give us direction what we're supposed to do with it. Yeah. Um, maybe I'm being redundant. Maybe I'm saying it over and over again in different ways, but you get my drift here. Um, that's the only wisdom I have is, is God is the answer for everything. And when we lean hard, he'll, he'll help you to see how to get through this. It, everything in life, grief, depression, whatever it is, it's just one day at a time. Yeah. Like it's not giving up and it's, and it's seeking a higher power to get through it. Yeah. Those some good words there, brother. Um, <clears throat> We, so we have a few, the way this is going to work out today, I have a few callers that are going to call in. Um, there's some messages I'm going to read and, and you and I and God are going to fill in the rest, right? <clears throat> so I yeah. talked to a, a, a guy from uh, Oxford yesterday and I recorded the call because he had obligations today. He couldn't be here on the show um, and talk with you, which which now that I talk to him, you, you'll see when, when I play this interview here with him, this talk. Um, you're going to want to talk to him in future episodes uh, of this show as we move along um, from this one. But um, his name is Bobby Roop. And if you, if you have anything more to say before I play his call, um, go ahead and do it now. If not, I can just play his call. No, I think I'm I'm fine. I think I've said enough. All right. Well, um, our first, uh, first call here, you guys is from Bobby Roop and, um, He's got some really good wise words and um, he fits into the show perfectly. And he brings a lot of, uh, a lot of enlightenment for, for what we're going to be going through this week. And uh, again, this is Bobby Roop and he's from uh, Oxford. So let's get this here playing. 
All right, you guys, right now I'd like to bring on the uh, show, this is Bobby Roop. He's from Oxford, and uh, you're a big voice over there in Oxford, Bobby. And you're, I, t- to me, it sounds like you're a healing voice. Uh, we've been friends on social media here for a while. Uh, we have a lot of the same interests, and um, I think your voice is what uh, Oxford needs right now. Uh, you know, doing this show, you know, uh, putting this together, you know, I, I, I tried to come up with some way to, uh, what's the word, produce it, or what I wanted to create was a show that, you know, yeah, it's going to be hard for people, but there is a light and there's a good. And I think you're the, you're the guy to, to set us on that. So Bobby, um, you know, say hi to the audience and I want you to, um, you, you know what I'm talking about. Uh, we, yeah, we've talked sure. about this before. Go ahead, brother. And, uh, yeah. Hi everyone. I, you know, definitely appreciate everyone that's listening to this and, um, and I appreciate the, the kind words. I mean, what, um, I guess I would say to that is that, you know, it's really not Bobby Roop who is, uh, you know, this good man or whatever. It's, it's really, um, Christ who lives in me and who's really changed my life. And, um, I hope that that's what people know is that it's, I'm the kind of the conduit Mm -hmm. for it. And I'm, you know, this supposed to be a Christ-like person, but, um, any of the good things that come out of me, give credit to him. Any of the bad things that come out of me, uh, you can give credit to me on that, but <laughs> yeah. I, I appreciate you having me on, man, especially, uh, you know, we've been trying to line up some conversations over the last couple of months and, um, I'm, I'm just glad that, you know, now is kind of the time we're finally able to get it to happen. I know it's, it's just crazy. Cause you know, I, obviously these, under the circumstances here, we didn't want to, this to be the thing that brought us together, but it is, and, and we're here. Um, yeah. and it's okay. We can get through it. I mean, of course there's a, a devastation here, uh, in this time of year, you know, you know, Christmas is right here. We're in the season and, um, you know, it's going to be tough for a lot of people. There's always a tough part of the year for a lot of people. Right. And, yeah. um, but, but I think with the show that we're doing, um, today is it's healing, right? That that was my yeah. whole goal, my whole focus. Uh, you know, put the condolences out there, put the tributes out there. Um, you know, we can't change what happened, um, but we can prepare. What are we, what are we going to prepare for from from this point forward, Bobby? Yeah, you know, it's interesting, and you know, I've, <laughs> I know you're recording this conversation on a Saturday. You're recording the, the rest of the podcast on a Sunday. And so for me tomorrow, Sunday, um, you know, December 5th, I'll be preaching on this topic of, um, you know, preparing and how do we move forward and, and you know, what can we do to, you know, because it's such a, a tragedy and it's sad and it wants, you know, we want to mourn and, and, be, you know, be hurt and all these things. And those are all good things. We need to, you know, go through all of that and, and have those emotions, um, come out, yeah. but we need to be able to still look forward and how, how can we do that in the midst of tragedy and chaos? Um, I mean, we've been dealing with 
chaos it seems like for the last two years yeah and for sure. it seems like when we just start to get feeling back to normal um something changes and brings us back down um but you know uh, the simple answer for me is you know how do we how do we keep looking forward and moving ahead and is really you know obviously with my faith I, I wouldn't be able to do it without my faith. And I've said this so much over the last two years is that um, my faith has really sustained me. Being able to know and believe and trust that there's this God who loves me and that he's still good. I've said it so many times too that he's still on his throne. Yeah, You know, he hasn't, he hasn't stepped down from his throne. No, Our God is still good. He's still alive. He's a living and active God. He's still on his throne. He still loves us. He still cares about us. And as hard as it, as hard as it is for so many people, and and I get it. I've been there in different circumstances, not like this, but in others. We need to find ways to praise him. And and I could tell you a story. I could go on all night about um, some of the different stories where I believe that God was even there Tuesday, that that His Spirit was in that place. Mm-hmm. even in the midst of the chaos and the tragedy and the evil that was there, our God was still there. And I've heard so many stories of the way the students have had reacted and responded in those moments that I believe was God's grace protecting, protecting many kids, yeah, many students um, that were there in certain circumstances that, that prevented them from being hurt or injured, you know, and so my, the only advice I know, which is the best advice is to be, man, we need to be on our knees and just, and praying to the Lord and, and, um, seeking him. I mean, so many people, um, are searching for answers and the whys and the what ifs. And, um, you know, from a worldly perspective, you'll never, I don't think you'll ever find those answers. Right. You'll, you'll keep searching and mm-hmm. as even as we kind of talked beforehand about, you know, could this have been prevented? Well, you can, you can come up with every sort of scenario you want to try to think of how this could have been prevented. And I believe there, you know, there are definitely some things that could have been done, but in reality, we've never been able to prevent evil in this world. Right. You know, it, it's existed since the beginning um and here we are you know how i've got my thoughts and theories on how long humans have roamed the earth but you know we're in the year 2021 and we've been around a lot longer than that and we still haven't we as humans haven't stopped this issue of um of sin and hate and evil right so if we think if we think that we can we're really missing the mark and and our focus is off we need to be really focused on god um drawing near to him because he's the one that gives us peace and hope um in in these circumstances where again it's the middle of the storm but he's able to calm the storm and and bring us peace and that's we need to know two things number one there's always going to be sin and evil in this world but number two that god will always bring us peace and hope Mm-hmm. and comfort in yeah. those times. I hear you, man. I mean, th- this is Satan's playground, right? This is where we're at. Yeah. Um, and it's yeah. been like that since, since the beginning. Um, 
you said some important things there, um, especially about uh, during all the chaos uh, of that day. I think God was in that uh, building too. I mean, He's He's here all all, all the time, um, right? And it, it's so it's so crazy you said that um, because I got a uh, I'm going to play it after this after I talk to you here, but I'm going to play it. Um, it's a it's a message that I got from one of uh, the audience members, a, a friend, right? Mm-hmm. And where she talked about. Um, something that happened during that uh, in, in, and she was in the building. Yeah. Um, and I, I think the hand of God was in there too, because of what she stated. And, um, uh, when, once yeah, you hear, when, hear yeah, once you hear this back, you're going to, you know, it's going to get people's minds going. Cause it got my mind going when I read it. So, um, she's going to, yeah. it's going to be anonymous, but, um, yeah, we're in we're, no. we're in a tough spot, man. We're in a tough spot, brother. Yeah, you know we are, and you know I I, I I've been going back and forth on this in the last couple of years, like, and really even longer than that, last four or five years, it just seems like the hate, the division in this country is. It seems like it's at an all time high, you know. Yeah. And I don't know if it's, it, it it seems that way because we're exposed to it more, which I think is true. Social media. I mean, just if you just disconnect for a weekend from social media, yeah. it can do wonders. <laughs> yes. Um, like hunting season. You know, yeah. Hunting season yeah, does I'll, that for me. I, I loved it. You yeah. know, I was up north on opening day and. No, you got uh, a nice, arm. you got a huge buck out there. Yeah. Thank you. Was that you or um, your son? Who shot that? We both did is how we're, uh, we're right. saying it. Okay. Perfect. I, um, <laughs> Perfect. Cause it, it was he, a- he was, he was supposed to, and. Um, he was supposed to be able to shoot his first deer. And uh, when he came, that buck came out and the way he came out and everything would have been really hard for my son uh, to get the gun. And we had it on a uh, monopod type of thing. And yeah. to try to get it out the window, you know, behind him just wouldn't, wouldn't have worked well. So, but yeah, I, you know, it was, it was awesome. It was definitely a great, you know, break from all that crazy chaos that we've kind of been going through down here. Yeah. Um, and, you know, it was interesting because I did get a message from somebody that day that um, was not a good message. And it just completely changed my, um, just my emotions. Mm-hmm. And, and I had, I was having such a great day. And then I got that message from this person and just completely like wrecked me for a bit. Yeah. And then I was able to kind of, again, just give it to God and kind of distract myself from it. Mm-hmm. And then we end up having a great day, but it, it all just boils down to social media stuff, the hate, the division in this country. Yeah. And you know, I, it, it, does it, is it worse than ever or has it always been there? Has it always been this bad? You know, I hesitate to say it's worse than ever because it's always been bad. You know, I mean, the world has always been a bad place. As yeah. you said, it's, you know, it's Satan's playground. So, um, he's, he's the prince of this earth or this world, you know? And so sin is abundant in, in us. And because of that, people do terrible things and we experience those terrible things. Yeah. And, and now it does seem like we're exposed to it more, um, through media. And then, you know, I don't want to get into the politician side of things, but politically, you know, it's just, 
Well, that brings a lot of it into it too, though, on purpose. Yeah. And I've been going to these school board meetings in Oxford for months now. And, you know, my, I've, I've had a theme every time I, I speak, my theme has been talking about unity. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's interesting that it's brought us to this place now with what happened, you know, here and, you know, to try to, again, look at uh, the bright side of this, which I know is extremely hard, but I do believe that God was there. I believe the spirit was in that place. Um, and I believe that, and there's so many other things I could say about how he's gone before this event. Just even people that he's brought into my life, connections that have been made to where I've been able to help in different ways, mm-hmm. the ways that other people are helping in different things. It's, it's, God has gone before all of this and, and paved a path for us to be able to work through it. And it's been amazing to see the outpouring of love in, in the schools, uh, in the community, just with everybody lately. Um but he's gone before all this. And I guess to, in hindsight, to try to look back, did he allow this to happen? I don't know. Like, obviously he did, right? Right. He didn't create it. He didn't make it happen. I don't believe that for a moment. Right. This isn't, you know, God doesn't, um, I've said it a lot. He's the creator and sustainer of life, not of death. Right. You know, he's, he's not the creator of evil. He's the creator of good. Yeah. So evil is the absence of good. But can he also use all good, all things for his glory? Yes. So I don't say that he made this happen or allowed this to happen or whatever um, for certain things or reasons, but I believe that he can use all things for his glory. And my hope, my biggest hope, and again, I've been praying for this for months now in Oxford, is that we need unity. And so... I've seen it this week. You know, I'm sure you've seen it, and anybody listening has seen the unity that this has brought out from the people, and I hope that it sustains itself. Yeah, I hope that it's sustained through God. Uh, obviously, we're not going to be able to do it ourselves because we start trying to think we're going to be able to, and then somebody's going to have a different idea of what unity looks like really quick, and we're going to quickly get divided. Oh, yeah. Um, so I just hope that the unity stays here and i've been praying this week that oxford just becomes the city on a hill that people can look at and say man look at how they recovered from that look at how strong their community is look at how they love each other and and that it just radiates out right yeah you know the 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 media or whatever is going to want to come in and try to spin it certain ways i'm praying that they're not able to I'm praying that the only message they can tell at the end of the day is that, man, this, I mean, this community is something different, <laughs> you know? I, I think it other. is. Yeah, I think it is. Well, you're talking yeah. about, um, you know, the way you're talking, boy, I wish Outcast was on this call with me. Um, because you two, you two are a lot alike. Uh, we're all godly men here. Um, right. you two are a lot alike. Um, the wisdom that he brings to the show um, you're doing it right now. Um, so I can envision another show that we're going to do down the road where you guys will be, we'll, we'll all be on the call together because I'm seeing, great, yeah, what I'm in my head, I'm something is growing in my head here that it, it, pieces are falling together as we're talking right now in my head. Um, and outcast will know what I'm talking about as he's hearing this too. So, um, 
earlier you talked about uh, the divide, you know, the, the, the great, you know, it seems like everything is getting worse. Right. Right. Um, I, what I think, uh, you know, in, in the Bible talks about the, the great awakening, right. Mm-hmm. The apocalypse, the apocalypse is the awakening is people waking up. Um, so maybe there's not, maybe evil is not a growing as much as we think it is. Maybe, people are waking up to the evil that's always been there. Right. Which is bringing it forward. And, you know, and once it gets onto social media, obviously it gets uh, magnified, right? Oh, yeah. Yep. So, you know, we're, we're, we're just working our way through all this evil, like you said, down here in uh, Satan's playground. And I think we're supposed to go through this stuff. Um, I mean, how are we supposed to know, you know, I mean, God reveals himself to everyone mm-hmm. um, in different ways, but, you know, people, uh, you know, struggle with this concept of you know, how could he allow it to happen or how does he allow bad things to happen? I mean, that's been a, the age old question and, and I get it, you know, I've been there and dealt with some bad things, mm-hmm. you know, how could God allow this if he's a good God? I mean, and a just the God. simple answer to that is without speaking for God, just to speak from a you know human perspective on it, is how are we supposed to know what's good if we don't know what is bad yeah. or evil? Well, yeah, you know, and well, we wouldn't, right? Well, we we teach our kids what's good and bad, you know, and they wouldn't know what a good grade is from a bad grade if they didn't get the bad grades, right? You know. And, and you know, so just from a, a simple, you know, human mindset, is, 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 that's how I try to boil it down. Yeah. And I mean, you can get deeper into it oh, yeah. spiritually, but um, at the end of the day, I mean, how else would we know? And um, again, he, if you look at Genesis and, and creation and how he created things, everything he created is good. Mm-hmm. He didn't create anything bad or imperfect or evil. Um, so that's our God. That's who we believe in and trust in that he created all things good. And again, that evil is the absence of that. Right. So it doesn't come from him. Um, in fact, it's the opposite. And, and, you know, the term, you know, holy is perfect. And, um, you know, they say it's white as snow and a holiness can't exist in, in evil. It can't, it's, it's the opposite of it. You've got evil and you've got holy. And so anything that's evil is the complete opposite of holy. And our God is a holy God. So um, I just hope that people that are listening that would know that mm-hmm. and understand it. Yeah. You know, and I'd love to do, I don't want to take up more of your time, you know, on this show. Um, I'd love to do another podcast with you again you know, talk about whatever. And yeah, for sure. Uh, you we know, if, if people that are listening have questions, I mean, you know, I'm here for anybody. I, you know, I love people. I love this community. Yeah. Um, I love God. And I just want people to, to end up finding rest and, and hope and peace and, and yeah. these truths that I have, you know, it's, I don't want to just hoard it, you know, yeah. <laughs> so I want well, you, other people to, to hear this and know it and feel it. Well, you know, <clears throat> what's so strange about that, what you just said there, um, I, 
I started noticing your post. I, I can't tell you when, uh, how long ago. Um, but there, there, you, you said a lot of things that I would say in those situations that I saw and I never commented in, but I just saw the way you handled yourself on, on certain things. And I felt like that's the way I would handle myself in that same situation. Um, and it took a long time for us to connect yeah. and then finally to connect on this, um, the circumstance, uh, you know, I, I can't get into why, but I think there's a reason for it. Definitely. And you, you talked about unity just a bit ago. Um, you know, I grew up there in, in, in Lake Orion and, um, Oxford has always been, you know, sports rivals, but the okay. friends, the friends, you know, from that, from, from Oxford to, to Lake Orion, to, to the Clarkston area, we're all the same kind of people. We're all, yeah. you know, uh, soul of the earth type of people, right? We, um, mm-hmm. we love, we love the, the way we live out here and, um, we love these yeah, communities. Really to, cool. Yeah. That's what I was just going to say. It's really community or Yeah. Yeah. You know, um, there's a friend of mine, you probably know him, uh, Matt Pfeiffer from Lake Orion. Yep. Um, you know, I was talking to him earlier, um, about getting on the show and right now, I mean, Matt's amazing. He does so much work around town. Um, he, he's always so busy, you know, doing things so much good for the, for the area. Right. Um, yep. me and him chatted yeah, for, he's done a lot this week even. Yeah, like like today, he's busy all day today doing stuff. So we're trying to squeeze in a time for him to to fit in and, and get a call in on the show. Um, you know, it, it'd be great if he had the time or if we could squeeze it in. But I understand completely. He's got his hands full with so much stuff. Um, yeah. But I know people <clears throat> like to hear him speak um, because he has a lot of good things to say, and he he gets he takes care of business. You know what I mean? He gets down to it, and he right. does he does what he. Uh, says he's going to do. And, and that's a, that's another great man right there that, um, you know, if, if he can't get here on this show with us today, um, probably somewhere down the line. I mean, I've known Matt since, you know, growing up, we, it's the same elementary school together and everything, but, uh, these are strong men in our community. You, uh, Matt, myself in my area here, I know, uh, outcast, you know, he's, he's another strong man in his area, in his community. Uh, we need more strong men, strong women, um, yeah. especially this week coming up. I mean, we're going to have a tough week. What can you, what can you, you know, how can you give strength to, to the people that are listening to our audience and, and the people of Oxford and, and the, the people that are hurting? I mean, I've got family uh, or friends that I've known since childhood in Oxford there with kids in that school. Yeah. Um, what can you say to these <sighs> to all the morning people, you know, that they're morning and, uh, that it's going to be a rough week and they need strength. Yeah. You know, it's, it's, it's tough because I don't think the words, you know, really help. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I want to go back real quick to what you just said about, you know, strong men right. rising up. Okay. And I think it's super important because, um, the society we live in has really weakened the men <laughs> yeah, um, on purpose in a lot of ways. Yes. On purpose. And, mm-hmm. and I, I mean, I blame the enemy on yeah. that because, yeah. uh, you know, as men, we've got a, a role in the, in the family. We've got a role in the community. 
um, in all aspects of life, we have this, this role as a man, uh, and that's how God created us to, to be. Um, and unfortunately, there's been a lot of different movements and things like that that have minimized how we were created. And, and the same with women, you know, how they were yes. created to be. And, and essentially what they've tried to do is reverse those roles, yeah. um, which goes contradictory to the way we were created. And I'm not going to say that men, you know, shouldn't do certain things and women shouldn't do certain things. Yeah. Not what I'm saying at mm-hmm. all. Yep. But no, we were created you. with, you know, a certain level of strength and power and things that we need to use. And, and I've been saying this a lot just this last few months even is, you know, it's, I love seeing all the mama bears out, right? Yeah. Oh yeah. It's been great, man. <laughs> they're, they're amazing. Yeah. And, and again, I hope nobody hears this the wrong way, but where are all the papa bears? Yeah. You I, know, well, I, what are, what are they doing? <laughs> yeah, exactly. I mean, I know a lot of them are working, uh, doing things, but, um, yeah, I tell you the, the, the papa bears, you know, the men, strong men, you got to stand up. I mean, at some we point, have to. yeah, you got to stand up at some point because we're going to get to a point where, um, you won't have, if we don't stand up right now to the evil, the tyranny, our, our children won't be, won't have that chance later. Right. I mean, the, and that's what I'm trying to say is like the women are amazing and I'm so glad that they're leading out front. I mean, even biblically you see women yeah. leading out front when the men were, <laughs> were scared and hiding, Yeah, you know, when Jesus, uh, you know, died and then, um, was in the tomb, the women were the first ones to go to the tomb, not the men. Right. Because they, they were the ones that actually believed, I believe, you know, mm-hmm. and that the men were doubting still. Um, so I think it would, it will come uh, for full circle, but the men need to rise up. We, we can't expect our women to do all the fighting for us, you no. know, mm-hmm. and, and we need to be protecting our women and protecting our wives and, and stuff. So definitely encourage men, like, you know, let's just, let's get together and come, you know, join arms and do this. Right. Because like you said, that's, it's only a matter of time. There's going to be more uh, battles. I mean, just, to go back to what I said earlier about how God has gone before all the situation. And, and, um, I, I believe he's, uh, protected so many people, but also paved the way is that, you know, what I've been involved in, I don't even want to talk about it right now, but the last few months in creating this awesome, strong group of people that I've been with, um, through that, I've met so many believers, you know, which has just, just been a blessing Yeah, that now, we've got all these blessed, these awesome believers and these awesome men that have connected and come together and, and started to go before all of this, that now when this tragedy happens, I'm not alone. Right. You know, we're together, you know, right. and we need to just keep rising up. And what I've been telling these people over and over for the last couple of months is like, this isn't the last battle we're going to face. And I'm talking about, you know, something else. Right. But I kept saying this battle is just the first one. There's yeah. going to be more battles and bigger battles that we're going to be facing. But look at this blessing that we have of this awesome group of people right here that are already organized and ready for the next battle. I, I never in a million years would have thought that it would have been this that we're dealing with this week. But um, again, we've just, God has gone before us. 
he's he's created this group of people who are strong in their faith that love him and love people and love this community and we have started forming this group of unity and uh, I just hope that that just paves the way forward um, encouragement wise mm-hmm. you know I just I hope that people reach out to people um, my I felt like my hands are tied in so many ways this week and I've been trying to do anything I can to help people and just have felt hopeless even in that. Yeah. But I think the best thing we can be doing if you're kind of an outsider looking in is just reach out to people and just check in on them, make sure that they're doing okay because everybody's processing this differently. Right. You know, and so, but everybody has been hurt in some way. I mean, even you and Clarkson or people in Lake Orion or Lapeer, Brandon surrounding, but even Oakland County and Michigan, you know, all over the nation are hurting. Um, thinking about this. So just reach out to people, let them know that you're there for them, that, you know, that you love them, um, talk with them if they need to. And and then beyond that, I mean, that's just what we can do as humans. But, you know, from a spiritual perspective, man, I hope that, that anybody is listening, that, that if you're questioning or doubting God or whatever, that you would seek those answers out, that you would, um, you know, whether it's me or your pastor, or, you know, your church or somebody just ask the questions, you know, cause it's okay to, to, to ask, you know, and to doubt, you know, in certain ways, like, so don't feel bad about asking these questions or doubting God or questioning God. It's okay. Yeah. But just ask the questions to somebody that you trust. And, and, um, and beyond that, I would just hope and pray again that you guys, anybody listening would be, really just reaching out and praying to God, um, ask him directly. He's, we don't have to, um, take certain channels to speak to him. (laughs) You can speak directly to the father and just cry out and ask him and and he, he's listening. Um, if I could read real quickly, um, just, you know, it's part of the, you know, the beatitudes here from Matthew five. Um, you know, Jesus is, the introduction to the Sermon on the Mount. And he starts off, it just says, Blessed are the poor in spirit, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Blessed are those who mourn, for they will be comforted. And that's a truth that Jesus spoke all throughout Scripture. Blessed are the mourn. Blessed are those who mourn, for they will be comforted. And I hope that people just find comfort in the truth of Jesus and, and the truth of scripture. And if people don't know it, if they're seeking, if they, again, if they have questions or doubts, man, I just hope that they don't hold those in, right. that they would reach out to somebody and I'm available. I'm, I'm sure you are. Um, many people would love to talk, uh, talk about this. And, um, but I just know that this is the only place we can truly find, um, peace, especially in these troubling times. So, Oh man, that's great. That's great, Bob. Um, I'm glad you're there, especially for the Oxford people. I mean, uh, we've been seeing it going around as Oxford strong. Um, you know, it's a great, great little town, great small town. I don't like that. It's been exposed like this to the, to the world. Obviously it's a, it's a bad thing, but, um, with having people like you in the area with the, with your voice, um, that's, that's important, you know, um, Again, we have a lot of sadness going to go on this week with all the funerals and everything, but uh, 
we're all going to make it through this. Uh, it's going to be harder for, for some obviously than, and the ones that are more involved, but, um, you know, get your strength through God, get your strength through, through talking to people, through loved ones, um, your neighborhood, your, um, you know, the people that you, you know, that you call family, that that's, that's the people you guys need to, to get on this week. Okay. And, and draw your strength from them. And, and hopefully, you know, that's why I'm, I put this show together and, um, I'm trying to, you know, have people like you on that way we can project this out to the people, uh, yeah. you know, there's going to be hurt and there's going to be mourning and there's going to be sadness and sorrow, but you know what? There's also going to be happiness. Um, it, yep. it's, it's coming again, you guys, it, people will, will be calm and we'll be happy again. Um, we just got to get through all this stuff and it's, it's hard. Um, you know, Bob, we're, we're, if people want to talk to you, what's the best way? Do you have a way? Um, do people want to get a hold of you? I mean, I mean, really just, you know, different social medias, um, whether that's just through my Facebook, you know, Bobby Roop or Instagram, it's more focused on hunting, you yeah. know, but, um, you know, I'm on Instagram as well, the Bobby Roop and, um, you know, my, the, the church I'm a part of is called uh, new hope church of Oxford and our, you know, our, our mission is sharing hope with people. Okay. You know, so, yeah. um, you know, you could reach out to, to any of those or feel free to, um, I don't know, try to find a way to contact me. You can message me or add me as a friend or anything. I'm, I'm here for you guys. Okay. Well, I appreciate that. You know what I'm going to do is I'm going to have, uh, I'm going to ask you for, uh, those links. If you want to send me those links when we're done with the call, okay. um, just send me those links and I'll just put them in the description of the show here today. That way, you know, people they'll have a, a resource to go back, um, you know, and listen to this and, and the links will be right there for them. But, um, yeah, Sounds good. I, th- I thank you brother for being on the show here. And, uh, I think you're, you're doing a lot of good out there and, uh, this is going to help a lot of people, you know, we're going to, we're going to fight through the tears and we're going to get to the other side of this and, uh, it's going to be a better day. Yes, sir. We will. And I appreciate, uh, you know, you having me on here, but I, you know, I appreciate what you're doing with the show. And, uh, you know, even this one specifically, uh, you know, the community needs this. So thank you so much. Well, yeah, I'm just trying to do what I can, man. Uh, I think we all play a part. So again, yeah, I'm glad for having you on and thanks for spending some time with us, Bobby. So that's, it's been great. Not a problem, man. Thank you. Okay. We'll talk again soon and, um, look up everybody, look up Bobby Roop. All right. Look on the show notes here. We'll talk to you in just a few minutes. All right. So, <clears throat> Outcast, are you still there? Yes, sir. Yeah, that was um, that was a long talk. Um, but but but, it was, but tell it was, me, it was amazing. Yeah, yeah, it's it was amazing. I can't believe that you'd put me in the same category with that guy. He's a uh, uh, he's a warrior for God, and um, I don't know if there's anything I could say that could top what how he worded it. Mm-hmm. These things are so difficult and. Like you said, there's so many ranges of emotions that people have <clears throat> from questioning God to being angry at God to, you know, leaning into God. It's just everybody's process is data differently and yeah. it's hard to know what to say and do. And, um, but, uh, yeah. he said everything perfectly and I yeah. guess, you know, putting your, you know, I heard it said once in a, in a sermon years ago, uh, God is love and love is action, which meaning, you know, love is great, but you got to put, put boots to the ground sometimes. And that means in this case, reach out to somebody, you know, yeah. call them and just check on what the other doing. Not, 
not necessarily right now, this is a hard time, but like six months from now, a year from now, you know what I mean? It, it, it doesn't stop, but uh, it, that's a model that I love to try to apply hard, but God is love. Love is action. Yeah. Well, and the way, the way you guys talked about the Oxford community, that's what I, that's a, a, a great, uh, a paraphrase of, of that kind of sentiment. Yeah. Well, that was my whole thought of putting this show together is just to get, get, listen to the people in this community and, and who have close ties to what's going on here and just get the healing beginning or to start, you know, get the healing going. Um, which leads me to the next, um, the next call. I want to go into the next call. I'm going to switch you over and then I'll bring you back okay. in after I do a, a reading here from, uh, some things here that I got in my inbox. Okay. Okay. All right. So I'll talk to you in just a minute. And, um, you guys, while we're doing, uh, while I'm making the, the call, the switch over here, um, I want to read something to you and it's, uh, oh, let's see. I got this. It's been going around our local area. It's, um, this one is for Hannah. Okay. And it's, uh, this is from her mother's position, uh, permission. Um, this is the, um, her name is H A N A. So it's pronounced Hana and Hana's name in Japanese in Japanese means flower. Um, her mom would love for everyone to spread, uh, spread it on social media. I'm sure you guys have seen it. Remember her. And, um, you guys are all, uh, you're forever in our hearts, Hana. And, um, that's, you know, that's a message from her mom that she wanted to get out there. So I'm pretty sure everybody saw it. And, um, uh, it, it's a good, good thing to have everybody, uh, remember and carry on the memories of Hannah. So, um, before we get to our next call, um, let's, I want to read an email, uh, or sorry, an inbox that I got. Okay. Um, this one came from Karen and, um, it's, uh, let's see here. It says, I do know my son's best memories are baseball games. Uh, Tate was an amazing catcher for years. Also a funny, funny memory is he always ate all my son's burritos. <laughs> um, it's her, uh, her son, uh, is friends with Tate. So it says, uh, and he only wanted to fish, but Tater, as she calls him, only allowed me to call him mash, mash potato, mash potato for about three to eight years. He always laughed and he hated to lose. And if he made a mistake, he would get so mad at himself. We have so many memories, uh, but I, but you can tell all those. Um, I bet you know this is a a, a friend's, um, you know, son who was friends with Tate over there, uh, played football together, and uh, so I got quite a few of these to read coming up. Some are uh, anonymous, and some are are not so anonymous. So um, we're going to bring up the next caller here in just a second. Here, I'm going to go on a quick quick break and um, introduce you guys uh, to outcast in our next caller. Okay. I'll be right back. All right, you guys, once again, welcome back to, uh, this is Dangerous Info Podcast. I'm Jesse James, and Outcast is here too. And um, I want to introduce you guys to another caller here. We have Michelle. Now, Michelle, she's a good friend. She's a mom, a wife, 
a health and exercise coach, a deputy, and a member of the community. She's always wearing all the hats, all right? She wears all the good hats in the area, and uh, she, she knows a lot about what's going on here. And, you know, Michelle, I think you're there, aren't you? Can you hear me? Yeah, I'm here, Jesse. I can hear you. Yeah, you're good there with uh, Outcast and Outcast. Uh, I don't know if you guys talk together in the break or not, but uh, this is a good friend of mine, and I'm sure you know I've told you about her and her husband and uh, the the exercise, uh, the gym that they had and 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 have. And um, we used to work out with them, and these are great salt of the earth people, just like us, brother. They're they're great people to have in a community like this. Awesome. Yeah. Nice so, to meet you. Hey, hey, Outcast. How are you? Good, so thank you. yeah, Michelle, there's um, there's a lot of high emotion going on right now. We just got off the phone. Uh, I, I played the phone call with Bobby Roop and Outcast. Just heard that, and um, there's a whole lot of uh, what do you say, Outcast? Did he he talked about unity and, and reaching out to each other in the days ahead now to come. You know, this week's going to be tough for everybody with the funerals and uh, the emotions are going to be high. Um, and, and yeah, yeah. I mean, my, my takeaway, I mean, he, he said so much. It was it was profound. Uh, Michelle, when you get a chance to listen to this episode, you're really going to enjoy everything he had to say. He was uh, just filled with wisdom. But kind of one of my paraphrase takeaway was that, you know, right now it's a blur. Everybody's in the different stage of grief and uh, confusion. But it's the months to come and how the community treats itself, uh, reaches out to one another, conveys love and action is how... Uh, how to move forward. It's the only way to move forward. Yeah. So Michelle, welcome to the show. Uh, we've been, want, we've been wanting to get you, uh, yeah, I've talked about you on the okay. show here, uh, in the past and, uh, you're here now, uh, different circumstances, but, uh, bring us some light. All right. Bring us some good positivity. What, what, what do you have that you can help out with for the listeners and, and people of our area? Well, I mean, I think it's important to remember, um, just like you paraphrased with uh, with Bobby, that um, right now we're we're all in some stage of um, trauma, so it's important to recognize it as trauma. Um, you know, that's one of my specialties that I I handled within you know the sheriff's department is one of my duties and roles um, with children, um, adults, and, and alike. And I think it's important to remember that any of us can have it at any stage. Um, you didn't necessarily have to be there. You didn't have to be in the school. Um, you didn't have to be across the street. It's loving and knowing and cherishing your community and the community next to you to know that um, you also need to take care of yourself. I know we're sending these, we're sending so many prayers and love and embracing all of our neighbors, but it's very important to make sure that you have yourself in check as well and that you're loving yourself, you're being gentle, and you're recognizing signs uh, of trauma of yourself. I mean, if we can take ourselves to any of these um, school shootings that any of us have been witnessing over the years, you still have that sense of sick in your stomach that, um, you know, you can't believe it, you feel bad for the family. That is a level of trauma and probably the smallest level we would ever feel that. Now it's in our face, it's up front. Um, and we're front and center while everybody else in the world is feeling a little bit of it, but we're taking the brunt of that on. Right. So it's important for us to uh, really recognize that, um, you know, not even just as police officers, that's a whole different set of, you know, everybody's going to have their own set of trauma, but it also that it's valid. Um, I did read something in a community forum 
that kind of uh, relayed that, you know, the people that were feeling bad or, or weren't there, um, shouldn't, shouldn't feel bad. It's not their trauma. I read this they too. Weren't. Yeah. Okay. And that really bugged me to, um, yep. we don't want to minimize anybody's feelings and how they're hurting because everybody's hurting. This is the first for all of us. We don't know how we're supposed to act. We don't know how we're supposed to feel. We don't know how we're supposed to move forward. We're all just living. And it's important that we take care of ourselves and allow ourselves to feel what we're feeling and move forward through those. Yeah. Um, don't stay there, but allow ourselves the feelings. But don't don't forget about ourselves. And in, the, in a mix of all this, we all tend to forget about ourselves because of just the people we are. And we're pouring out everything we have into other people, but we forget about us. That be, when, you know, then it becomes dark and you're sitting alone and you're, you're, you're trying to, you're, you're perseverating over thoughts and, and things. It's important that we keep ourselves healthy as well. Um, and that recognize that we're all in some sort of trauma, whatever that is, wherever, whatever level that is. And um, we need to embrace it. Trauma is pain. That's what it is. It's yeah. pain. And um, everybody's feeling some different stage of the grief process, whether it's anger or whether it's sadness. Um, and don't feel guilty if you have some bouts of happiness through it. You know, there's going to be stories read where it brings a smile to someone's face or you might drive by and see a Christmas, you know, thing that brings back good memories. Don't feel guilty about smiling through the pain. Yeah. Because those are where we grow. I think that's really important to say that. You know, I kind of mentioned that with uh, Bobby on, on the call too. Um, you know, we have, th- this week's going to be tough, right? So you're going to have moments of everything you just talked about there and and it's normal. But, you know, at the end, there's also at there, all this is done and over with and people start moving on. There's going to be a long level and you kind of hinted at this, um, of PTSD that's coming, um, for, for a lot of people. So that's going to have to be dealt with too. And, and you know, what's your, what do you think about um, the PTSD stuff that's going to be, you know, hitting people? How, how, how are they going to deal with that? Well, I think it's important, um, you know, like I just said, especially for, you know, let me put on my parent hat for a minute. Um, it's mm-hmm. important that we um, watch our kids, you know, when our kids are talking or they're saying something, let's put the devices down. Let's put the, you know let's start putting this stuff away and putting it down and, and stop making social media our way of communicating with our children. Um, make a time and a statement of, you know, we're going to bring back family. We're going to talk, we're going to talk this through because kids right now, they really need that level of, of, um, of just hugging and being embraced and heard because right now they just want to be validated. They want to be heard. Um, and some of these kids don't know how to communicate that just because of the world we live in today. Um, that's so you know, true. They want to go upstairs yeah. and text it through. Well, we don't understand feelings through text. Um, yep. You can't feel human embrace through a text. Right. Um, embrace your kids. Talk to them. Put the cell phones down. Have a game night. Um, have a feelings check. You know, um, I know through a lot of um, just the trauma and the stuff that we go through as officers, we have buddy checks. And yeah. we do those often, um, especially when we do um, a lot of this, you know, a Trump school shooting, SWAT calls, um, whatever it is that we're going on. We do buddy checks because it's important because it's important to fall through, you know, because it, it's 
easy to fall through the cracks. Um, And in the coming days, it's important that we stay on it because trauma is a very tricky thing. And your brain does a very, you know, a lot of, a lot of the brain is, is masterful. It's an amazing thing, but it does this thing where it fight or flight and it protects you. So a lot of the things that these kids in the school seen, they may not remember right away. Right. So these things could be in the coming days where it's a trigger. And then all of a sudden they remember it. They remember it out of, um, you know, out of what it might not be in. Um, it might not be in um, sequence of when it happened, but they're going to have things that trigger them that are going to come up. It's important for us as parents to stay cognizant on it um, mm-hmm. and make sure that we're loving our kids through this time because it's uncharted territory for all of us. And I know there's a lot of kids out there that don't have the family, um, you know, stabilization that they have. They don't, they don't have these, you know, being able to come home and, and sit with your family. So it's important for us to recognize those kids as well, or be involved and bring those kids to the table where we see fit. We have to come together as parents and help everyone, not just our own. And we really have to wake up as parents and keep our eyes peeled during this. It's going to be the hardest time for parenting that I've ever experienced. Um, And that I know anybody probably in the surrounding communities ever experienced, but it's going to be important that we love and embrace a lot of these kids. They might not even be our own and to listen and to um, be cognizant and, and have our, have our ears open and our hearts open and our, and our arms open. Mm-hmm. You know, a lot of people want to fight and argue and people are very upset right now and they want to point fingers at the school board and the police. And um, I want everybody just to remember that that is just pain. That is just noise of people feeling pain. Yeah. And when you feel that, you want someone to pay. It doesn't matter who it is. We do it. It's a defense mechanism. Um, don't let that take away from what we need to be doing. See through the noise offer help, offer kind words, and um, we're just going to have to pull through this together, especially especially as parents in the community. Um, right. We're going to have to love all these kids because a lot of these kids don't have the support system, um, you know, that, that's needed to get through times like this, and we don't want them to get lost in the shuffle. Yeah. Those are good words. Outcast, do you have anything you want to ask? or? Uh, well, to- I mean— Michelle brings so much experience and, uh, and intelligence to this conversation. It's like, a, it's interesting. It's, it's practical. Uh, it's real life experiences of her being in her position. Um, I just, a thought, a random thought that I have is that, you know, pain, grief, trauma, anything that's not dealt with upfront, it's going to have to be dealt with eventually. Um, it, it will always rear its head until it's dealt with. So if, if you're not, uh, engaging, like you said, young people in their process of grief and helping them to, to get through it somehow just being, by being there and being supportive. Uh, what you could be doing is prolonging it and making it come back at a later date. It can manifest itself as addiction. It can manifest itself in all kinds of ways. So uh, when you think about these things and pray on these things, I mean, that's your goal. Is you want to negate that, that, that from being prolonged. You want, it to, you want to be there now, not later. You don't want to be picking up the pieces later. I don't know. Michelle, any thoughts on what I'm saying? No, absolutely. Because I, 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 when I talk, I use analogies and everything. And it's like you can pack your suitcase full of emotions and you can drag it everywhere you go. 
unless you open that suitcase and you unpack it and you put it where it needs to be, just like after vacation, it will sit there until you get on another plane and go to another state and hit another relationship. Those feelings will stay there. And all it does is, is, uh, it simmers. It's, it's a lot like a pond. If you just let a pond sit and you don't take care of it and all the stuff falls to the bottom, and then you drop a big boulder in the middle of that. That can be anything. That can be trauma. That can be a car accident. That can be um, someone uh, fighting with their spouse. You drop a big boulder in the middle of that, and that all comes up because it's undealt with. It's the such and the junk from the bottom that will come up, and it will regurgitate itself over and over again. It's going to be a reoccurring problem unless we unpack that suitcase. We work ourselves through those feelings. Sometimes it's hard. These feelings are hard, and and in today's world, doing hard things is, is um, we don't see it a lot. You know, everybody's, um, we're not going to get into that, it's a different story, a different show, but <laughs> yeah. um, doing hard things is important, because when we're uncomfortable is when we grow. Uh, talking about feelings is not easy. It's not easy for anyone to talk about feelings. We want to be strong, we want to be heroic, we want to be, you know, so, showing signs of emotion makes you weak. It doesn't. Showing signs of emotion and talking through things makes you strong. It makes you a leader. It makes you better. It builds character. And that's where we want these kids to go. We want this to be, um, it's going to always be with these kids, but we want it to be something that makes them grow into amazing people later so that they can take over the helm of their communities and lead all of their kids by their, you know, experiences and their uncharted and uncomfortable experiences that they went through because nothing in this world we've ever gotten is gotten by being easy. Um, this is going to be one of the hardest things that we ever do. Um, so it's important us as parents as well, unpack these feelings, regrets, grudges, whatever. We have to make space for new feelings, feel them, put them where they need to go and move forward. Um, and our, a lot of our kids don't know how to do this because a lot of our adults don't know how to do this. Um, you know, there's a lot of help out there where people can actually show you these coping mechanisms. And, um, I know they're going to be inundated with people, but these health, um, mental health professionals have been phenomenal since, you know, day one and people are coming out of the woodwork and they're, they're offering their, you know, their services and stuff. I, I highly recommend, um, parents take people up on this and even, even kids, um, cause it's going to be so important, um, in the following days. Some really good words, um, really good yeah, words there. Yeah. Do you have anything to add, Outcast? No, no. I mean, um, <laughs> Michelle's uh, she's bringing it. I, yeah. there's nothing I, I don't think I can add to that. I think, you know, Michelle, when you listen back in this, we talked about strong men and strong women uh, with Bobby on the phone. And um, what you just said validates what we, we talked about earlier. Because we, 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 you put it in a different way, but yeah, that's, that's what we meant. Strong men, strong women. Um, yeah, absolutely. I mean, that's what builds a strong community. That's what builds um, strong families. Uh, you know, you're only as strong as your weakest link. So it's important that we bring everybody along. Yeah. Um, I just want to share a story with you that uh, one of our, when we had a debrief um, years ago uh, when Sergeant O'Rourke passed, and uh, this story sat with me profoundly because it, it, it can be used in so many senses. But um, one of the counselors talked about how 
there was a huge forest fire in California and they had these firefighters and they were out there and, you know, they're digging, you know, digging the dirt, trying to put the fire out. It's a huge wall of fire. And, um, you know, these firefighters are digging, they don't have any water. And then all of a sudden the winds change and now the wall of fire is coming towards them. There's no way to get away from it. It's coming. So you either dig a hole and you lay in it and you pray that you don't get consumed in the fire or you band your hands together and you run through the fire and you come out on the other side. Well, you can look at that wall of fire as this trauma we're facing right now. You can look at it as all of the, the grief and the sadness and everything else that, that everybody's feeling and it's coming for us because it is. You can band your hands together and we can run through this fire and feel every minute of it. And we're going to get on the other side or we can bury ourselves and, and in the little hole and let the fire consume us. The point is here is that that fire is going to roll over us if we bury ourselves and we don't do anything. It's going to eat us alive and we're not going to make it, whether it be mentally, spiritually, physically, we're going to be done. It's important that we band our hands together. We run through this fire, which is exactly what these firefighters did. There's a couple of them that said, you know what? Nope, I'm going to take my chances. They laid there. They perished. The ones that banded their hands together and went through the fire, they came out on the other side. They were tattered. They were bruised. They were burnt. They were beat. They were, um, you know, they were crying and grieving, but they made it. They made it. And on the other side was beautiful greenery where they let all that other crap burn in that fire in that wall. Yeah. What's important, we look at that wall of fire as trauma, and we run through it, we go through it, we feel it, we're going to be burnt, we're going to be tattered, we're going to be tired, we're going to be overwhelmed, we're going to be angry, sad, but we're going to make it, because that's who we are. Wow. That's, that's a... who we are. We're strong men and strong women. We're going to get on the other side of this. It's just important that we run through the fire. What a great analogy that is. I mean, it's very, vis- very visual too. And, and it makes so much sense. I think that's going to help a lot of people to hear that analogy, Michelle. Wow. Yeah, it's amazing. I, I, a passing thought I had listening to Michelle, who obviously you're a very strong person uh, and you've seen a lot and, and, uh, you have a lot of experience, you know, strong people help make other strong people. So if people can be cognizant of the, of the example they're setting, uh, that can give you purpose, turn your pain into purpose. And also you can lead younger people or other people who maybe need a leader, need somebody to, to show them the way, you know, it's, um, there's so many examples of, you know, some people, times people are just looking for somebody to lead. And if Absolutely. you can, and if you can be strong, like, I mean, I can tell Michelle is, uh, you know, a handful of strong people in the community like that can teach other people how to stand up too. Wow. Yeah. That yeah, was and really these are good. teaching moments right now. This is a teaching moment for all of us. Um, Everything's a critical moment, right? Yep. Uh, right yeah. now, it's very critical. Everybody's watching us. The kids are watching us, seeing how we're we're coping, how we're dealing with it. So it's really important as parents. I get it, but be very careful of the coping me- mechanisms that we're using in front of our kids because children see, children do what children see. So you know, if a lot of these coping mechanisms, you know, can lead to, like you said, addiction, um, things that are not good, which you know. We're just humans. We do it. So it's important to 
have each other, keep each other in check. You know, I'm not saying don't go have a drink and let loose, but I'm just saying that, that that shouldn't be your coping mechanism all the time. You know, get out, exercise, go for a walk, go skating, do things that you've never done as a family before. Just change your thought of direction into something positive. Manifest positivity. Yeah, that's so important. You know, that's I, a great, I, great statement. Go ahead. Yeah, it's fantastic. And, and, and what, what popped in my head listening to Michelle say that too, is that, you know, this, um, this, this thing that happened is, is rooted in evil. Okay. And then if people succumb to their carnal nature and they point fingers and, and, uh, and, and just get angry. And, and I mean, of course they're going to have to do that to an extent. Uh, it's part of the process for some people, but if you can avoid that and tap into the good, you can change the entire trajectory. What, what, mm-hmm. what can happen is if, if you, if you respond to evil with evil, with that, and evil, I don't mean necessarily somebody's going to go out and do something vigilante. I just mean even in your attitude, if your attitude is, in, is, is from the dark side, you are, you are helping the dark side manifest more dark, right? Absolutely. So, mm-hmm. so anyways, I'm sorry. I, I just a stream of consciousness. That just popped in my head listening to you talk, Michelle, and uh, I hope that has relevance. Yeah, I mean, we can see as these copycat incidents came out, and you see those every time there's a tragedy somewhere, we have evil manifest one another, and we we expected it. We expected the threat. We expected the things to come out because that's what people do. The evil loves fear, and it's important mm. that we don't fear what we feel. It's important that we take home of it, and we, we take that, and we make turn that into power for us because... There's nothing that that's going to negate fear other than our own positive power and manifesting that and speaking it out loud, whatever that may be. If you're religious or you believe in uh, God or whoever your higher power is, you say that out loud. It might sound funny, but you sit in your car and you say it out loud or you sit outside and you speak those words into existence because evil doesn't like when you do that. Yeah. When you claim power over it, fear diminishes it. Period. Amen, sister. And when, you know, something we've said, I think on the show before, and I, it's not from me. I, I actually got it from somebody else I li- was listening to on a podcast, but it really stuck with me that the, the Bible says probably, I think it's 365 times uh, in different ways, which is one, you know, one verse for every uh, day of the year. Uh, do not be afraid. And what mm-hmm. happens when we're, when we're afraid is um, your brain shuts off the, um, the critical thinking part, and then you revert to the fight or flight animal instincts. Yep. And in my experience, animal instincts are always the wrong way to go. You know, the, you know, God calls us to, to do everything counter to what the world would do. Right. 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 We don't want to be worldly here. Right. Yeah, exactly. Yep, absolutely. Gonna, all right. Sorry. I just thought those are some thoughts. No, that, that's sure. really good. You guys are really riffing along here and, and you're giving a lot of, you know, the audience a lot to think of. I mean, these are really smart, intelligent things and ways, ways of healing, you know, healing the community here. And, um, oh, I'm just so glad that you're able to make this call, Michelle. Um, Oh, I wouldn't have missed it. No, I know you wouldn't have. I know I, you're a good faithful listener of the show and, you know, you're a strong, a strong woman in the community. I love it. Um, yeah. And you know, we're all pillars of some sort and that's going to hold our community up and everybody's going to have their strengths and their weaknesses. It's important that we tap into all of those, whatever those may be. Um, you know, there's going to be people that are resistant and and don't want the help and you can't make those people. Um, you can just, um, give them the tools and hope that they make the decision to, um, go the right way and, and, and heal accordingly. Um, 
you know, prayers and thoughts are good, but we need action as well. You know, we need, we need action. We need people to really start stepping in and, and, uh, just being leaders in this community, which we have so many of them. Oh, um, we do. Yeah. You just spoke to Bobby Roop on the, you know, phone. Yeah. We have so many leaders and I think we're, we are, we are in such a great position to, um, show the nation how it's done and how, um, we come back even stronger than we were before. Well, you, you gave us a bunch of great, beautiful words, things to think about and things to uh, make us stronger going into this week. It's going to be a rough week for a lot of people. So, Michelle, thank you so much for being on the yep. show. No, thanks, guys, for having me. I appreciate it. Much love to both of you. We're going to get you back sure, on the you. show in a, in a, in a, <clears throat> in a different uh, setting um, because you have – I can't you, wait. Yeah, you have a lot to offer. So uh, this is great. <laughs> I'm, glad, I'm glad we got to talk with you, Michelle. Thank you so much. Yeah, absolutely. Virtual hugs to all of you. Virtual hugs. Thank you. <laughs> we'll see you. All right. Bye-bye. Bye. Uh, what do you think of that, Outcast? Well, Jesse, i got to tell you what, dude. Um, these Both these people you've had on so far, I know there's more going to be calling in yeah. that you're going to connect with, but these people are so impressive and so strong. I, I feel like I'm... <laughs> I don't, I'm not even worthy to be on this call with you. No, you are. You, you are. I mean? I mean, you're, I feel almost like me and you, we're, we're the bookends of what's really going on yeah. here. We're just, we're the conduit um, for what needs to be heard through these people that are hurting, the people that have knowledge, the people that can help. I mean, we're all conduits. Uh, God's working through yeah. all of us right now at the same time. Yeah. Yeah. Oh man, it's, it's, it's powerful. Yeah, it's really powerful, I, we so. need to um, we need to get into the next caller. Um, okay. The next caller is uh, we have David uh, or Dave, Dave Dudley, uh, his wife and his daughter. So I'm going to put you through um, on hold here, and and I got something else to read here for the for the people. Um, okay. And then I'll see you on the other side. Okay. 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 All right. All right, you guys. Um, uh, let's see here. I've got so many. You know, again, thanks, thanks to Michelle for calling, uh, calling in and, and talking. That was a. Uh, it was great to have you, Michelle. That was really good. And our um, next caller is going to be coming up here really quickly after I read this. Um, oh, let's see. I've got so many people that called and, and left messages. And here's another one. And I'll read it in full here. Let me, uh, I'm going to move the microphone real quick. All right. What do we have here? It says, uh, this is an email from a friend uh, that I went to high school with. And, and, and her and her family live out there in Oxford now says, thank you, Jesse, for reaching out to us. This wasn't like our years in high school at all. It has been a very hard week here in Oxford. We are deeply saddened with the passing of our four Wildcat students. Our condolences and prayers go out to the families of Hannah, Tate, Madison, and Justin, and to those that were injured. To the students and staff at OHS, we are praying for you. Our friends Buck and Sherry Meyer and Tate's brothers, Trent and Ty, we continue to pray for you and will also hold so many special memories in our hearts of Tate. We love you guys. To our son Alec, so much to go through at such a young age. To process this and all emotions all over the place, we are broken for you and will be here uh, when you feel it is your time to talk. Words can't express as a parent 
the the guilt the guilt that you'll feel knowing your son is safe while your friend's sons died that day and will never walk through that door again. We will never ever forget that day, not just because of our son, but because every moment flashes over and over again from the call to every moment after. My heart breaks for what we are um, going through. The communities near and far who have left the rivalry on the field or on the mat have come to wrap their arms around us. Thank you is not enough. Please continue to pray for Oxford. We will rise up again. Hashtag Oxford Strong. And that's from Dan and Kristen uh, View. Uh, Dan and Kristen Brown. Um, that's that, that's a really good uh, really good email there. And I'm, I'm thinking it's going to help out the community a lot to hear that. So um, I think we're on the other side right now. And um, let's see if we are. I'm going to switch over here in just a second. All right, Outcast. I think you're on the line right now with Dave. Is that correct? I'm here. Dave, are you there? Yeah, I'm, here. I'm here. All right, brother. Hey, Dave. Hey. Uh, yeah, Dave. This is Outcast. He's. Uh, I, I'm sure you've heard our show quite a bit lately. Um, I hear yep. a lot of feedback from you, and uh, this is a circumstance we didn't want, but um, we're working our way through it, brother. You're the third caller of the night here, and um. um you know, we're just we're we're shedding light and shedding some hope and some promise uh, uh, of the days that uh, are, are going to come after we get through all this pain, right? Um, I, are you there with uh, who are you with, Dave? Right now, it's me and my wife right now. Actually, my daughter fell asleep on the couch. Okay, it's been a rough week. <laughs> it's been well, a really emotional. Really emotional day at church today. I bet it was. I bet it was. You know, I was texting you earlier and thinking about, you know, how we're going to put this all together and 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 what we're going to say. And, you know, as, as Outcast and myself were talking earlier, you know, we prayed before the show. He asked for God to use us as the conduit, right? Um, I think it's been helping a lot. I think um, we're going to have to rely on that a lot coming up. And um, I want to hear what you, your perspective. Now, you're... You live in Oxford, right? You and the family? Yeah, we're right here in the village. Yeah. Me and my uh, three daughters and okay. my wife. Okay. Um, what we've been doing is, you know, talking about working working our way through pain and, and um, what it takes to do that. And, and basically what everybody keeps coming up with, and, and I totally agree with, is each other. You know, uh, friends, families, the community, uh, holding on to each other and, and getting through this. Um, wh- what can you offer to tell people? Because I know there's a lot of listeners here um, from our area uh, being so close to what happened. Uh, what are your thoughts and prayers that go out to people? Yeah, it's just the the amount of outpouring is phenomenal. I don't even know how much to even talk about it's just i can't even talk about it enough it's it's unbelievable mm-hmm. my my daughter just woke up and she's like meyer 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 was phenomenal yeah that's what i that's what i hear um, I hear, that's what i hear a lot yeah we come home from church today and there was a bouquet of flowers on our door for my daughter wow i mean it's just it's just this little stuff mm-hmm. that people don't don't realize that little bit just helps so much now your daughter is uh she went to the high school, correct? She's a senior, yeah. She's a senior, okay. Yeah, it pretty much happened right outside her door of her room. Wow. Okay. Wow. 
Yeah, she was texting texting me. I was all the way in Farmington Hills. Yeah, you know, uh, you you had uh, posted those something like that, I I believe. Yeah, and um, you know that that stuff's kind of that. It's very hard to read, difficult. I mean, I'm sure it was a very tense day for you guys. Yep, absolutely. But yeah, no, um, just everything that everybody's doing. It's this community is is phenomenal. You know, I'm from Orion. Yeah, you know that, and it's. Since I've been here, well, we've been here uh, ten years. So up here in Oxford, and it's it's just incredible the way Oxford is and the way Oregon is too. I mean, we're all just all one. Yeah, and it's it is. It's, <laughs> I I don't know, man. It's it's just an incredible time to see people coming together. And they're all there for everybody. Yeah, outcast. You know, you know one of the things. One of the things I'm taking away from what you're saying too is it's the little things. You know, people, I think, get to a point where they don't, they don't know what to do. They don't want to say the wrong thing. They don't want to do the wrong thing. They, they don't want to be a bother. But from what I'm hearing, like, like you said, I'm assuming you said Meyer. You're talking about the, the grocery store. Meyer's did something nice for the families. Is that what you're saying? Well, just everything they've done. I mean, when 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 they. When the kids were taken down there, kids kids were told to go down there. Meyer, they announced over the PA that everybody that's not in Meyer, not part of the Oxford High School, please leave the store now. This is a safe place for these children and teachers to be. Wow. Wow. Yeah. We didn't know that, did we? No, no, I I hadn't heard that. And, you know, what I was going to, what I was actually going to comment on, but I think it needs more uh, elaboration from what you're saying there about Meyer, but, you know, the flowers, you know, any little thing, you know, when, I think people have a, a tendency in these difficult times to um, overanalyze and then they don't do anything. Okay. They just, oh, well, maybe I, I don't want to bother them. I don't know. But, but, you know, we were saying it previous to you being on the call, God is love and love is action. And if, if you feel prompted in any way to reach out small or large, just do it because it, it, these little things that heal people. Am I correct in saying that? Is that how you're feeling right now? Absolutely. hundred percent. Yeah. Yeah, I had no idea that Meyer took the kids. So, so Meyer was in pro, close proximity to the school, and the kids evacuated the school and went into Meyer. Yeah, 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 yeah. Just so they, the they 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 made him walk. Yeah, was not made him. They told him walk, go down to Meyer. Yeah, go to Meyer, get to Meyer. Wow. Yeah, it's it's kind of parents never picked up at Meyer. The school is kind of behind where Meyer is at. Um, okay. Do you want to, Dave? Do you want to introduce your wife? Um, I'm not sure. <laughs> it's up to her. I mean, it does. You know, we're just spreading around the good, you know? Yep. And it's fine if she and your wife and daughter just want to listen. That's fine, too. It's it's kind of like our own little campfire here, a little healing campfire, right? <laughs> yeah. Hi, my name is Jenny. Hi, Jenny. How I, are uh, you? I'm actually born and raised here in Oxford. been here pretty much my whole life. Well, it's good to hear Hi, from Jenny. you. And, um, you know, sorry you guys went through so much uh, trauma here this week. And, um, you know, it's got to be tough. We're never going to know what, what that feels like, but... Um, we can at least listen and, and you know, we have a, a, a platform here to, to let others hear what we're, we're, we're discovering. So, um, it's, yeah, I appreciate you guys doing this. Jenny, um, is there anything that, uh, that you want to convey to other people in the community, uh, a message? Is there anything that's like, you feel like God has impressed upon your heart to share? No, I think that our community is doing an amazing job. And honestly, like even the surrounding communities have been phenomenal. People from all over the state of Michigan, um, you know, that are showing their support on signs, on um, 
school Daimler school board signs. Um, I don't even, you know, I mean, just all over the place. Um, Oxford strong Oxford with candles on them, just, you know, showing their support and that they feel our pain and that they're here for us. Yeah. It's been overwhelming. (laughs) Overwhelming. That's good to hear. You know, I was, um, I went to uh, Cook's uh, farm today to get some milk, right? I picked up some uh, a gallon, a couple gallons of milk, and they sell Christmas trees there. I don't know if you guys know that or not, but in the in the parking mm-hmm. lot they sell Christmas trees. And I happened to notice, I looked over and I saw the um, all the trees had blue and gold ribbons on them. And yeah. and and down that down the road there, there were some Oxford signs, and you know that's over in Ortonville. So you know yeah. the community around here is deep and it's strong and um, you know a lot of a lot of a lot of good good souls around here. Absolutely. Um, Outcast, do you want to have any questions for uh, for the family? How is your daughter doing? I mean, how is she processing all this? I mean, it's got to be uh, overwhelming for somebody her age to have to face this kind of. Uh, uh, <laughs> evil at this age and how, how do you, how do you process that? How do you, how do you speak to her about it? What, what's the thoughts there as a parent? Well, we just love on her and just let her talk when she needs to talk. And, um, does she want to say her, her name? Try to feel and support her, you yeah. know, all these vigils that they're doing and everything for the kids. And they have all the counseling sessions up at the schools. Um, you know, and just being, you know, we have a lot of relatives that go to the school, their kids were there. Um, you know, just being able to be around each other and talk to each other and, you know, just share their own stories and, and talk to people. And at church today, they were able to like just hug people that have known them for years. And, you know, just, I I don't know. She's, she's doing okay. She's, she's doing the best she can. She's got a lot of, a lot of times where she's not okay. Uh And, um, you know, some of it for a long time was just shock. Yeah. And trying to actually process that we went through this, and um, it's hard. It's it's definitely really scary. Um, and we, our heart goes out to the families that have lost their kids. Yeah, you know, we we talked to quite a few other uh, people today, and and I've been reading some emails and some inboxes from people, and we're all in the same boat here. Um, you guys are in a in a in a, in a deeper boat than we are, but everybody's got the same sentiments is, is to keep, keep the, you know, keep the kids in mind, keep the kids in, uh, interacted, you, you know, don't let these kids get, yep. you know, put themselves in the room and close the door, you know, keep, 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 yeah, they don't keep need them busy. Able. Yeah. So uh, yep. the phones, yep, they the, need each other. yeah, this is where it's all at. Everybody's got to wrap their arms around each other. When, once you guys listen yep. back to this show, um, so far the show has been gelling together very nicely with all the calls and, uh, the feeling, I mean, outcasts, uh, I'm sure you're seeing that and feeling that too. Oh yeah. From these parents and the, and yeah. the kids. This has been a great, great, um, great thing that to hear from all you guys. Um, so my daughter's here. If you want to meet her, she said she's willing to talk to you guys right now. What's her name? Haley. Haley. Yeah. Hi, Haley. Hi. Hi. How are you? Hi, Hi. Haley. We just heard you woke up from a nap. That's a good thing. Yeah, I've been emotional and needed a nap. <laughs> yeah, well, it's understandable. It's, uh, it sounds like you have a great family around you, and um, 
you know, you're also living in a great area. You're in Oxford there with a lot of great loving people and, you know, everybody's there to help each other. Definitely. I can't thank my family enough for just being there for me. My dad took off work to be with me and my sisters are 10 and eight and they've been nonstop hugging me and loving me and just being there. That's what it's all about. Um, That's great to hear. Uh, Outcast, what do you, uh, what do you have to add? No, I'm just trying to think what, what kind of relevant questions I could ask uh, this, this, yeah, this young lady. It, and um, yep. it's, it's difficult. We don't, I don't want to say anything wrong, but I mean, um, you, it sounds like from your mom, you guys have seen just the community outpouring has been really moving. Is there any in, instance or anything that's happened that just really knocked you, knocked you back and, and really impressed you with the, the community? I went to go buy flyer, um, flowers sorry, at Meyer, and I was told by people there that any students could go up to the community or the um, customer service desk and they would pay for our flowers. Wow. Wow. So they paid for two bouquets of flowers so I could go bring them up to the high school sign where there's a makeshift memorial going on. That's great. That's That's amazing. So that just, it just felt, makes you feel like you're not alone when, when the community kind of steps up like that, right? Definitely. Yeah. That's, that's, um, that's a good thing right now. I'm seeing a lot of, you pay it forward type things like that too, from a lot of local businesses um, that are helping out and, uh, you know, helping to get through this. Cause it takes, it's going to take all of us, all of you to get, to get through this. I mean, mm-hmm. can't leave anybody alone at, at this time, you know, and it's going to get harder as, as this week progresses through and uh, we get closer to Christmas. So um, yeah. thank God for your family and, and, and the good people that you are surrounded with. Mm-hmm. Agreed. Um, it was it was wow. really good to talk to you, and I'm I'm glad to be able to talk to you. Um, mm-hmm. You know, God kept you safe. Um, and and there's a reason for everything, right? There's a reason why all this stuff is happening, and um, someday we'll we'll know why. Right. Right. Yeah. Um, do you is there something you want to tell the, any of the the rest of the students or that you would like them to know, and other kids who, you know, might. Um, you know, going through hard times like this? Just that don't be afraid to reach out for help and don't be afraid to talk. Don't be afraid to do, I don't know, just mundane tasks. Anything you can do to get yourself through each and every day is definitely something you need to do. Mm-hmm. I agree. Yeah, I agree. Totally. This is a great call from a, you sound like a great family mm-hmm. there. Are Definitely. You, yeah. Well, I appreciate you talking to us, and um, mm-hmm. you know, I, th- I think this show, once it comes out tomorrow, is going to really um, just help people along. Uh, I've been saying it forever I, to everybody I hope here. So, yeah. Yeah. Well, we appreciate it. Um, you, you go hug your family and and your sisters, and um, I will. Yeah. Thank you again for for hey, being here and for coming on. Haley, I, I sense I sense strength on you, oh. and. Uh, and uh, I just want to encourage you. Um, I mean, I know that you're going to need to lean on people, but uh, I have a hunch that your friends are going to need to lean on you too. I can, I can just, God's given me a discernment and I can tell that you're a strong woman. So, uh, no, that's, that's kind of ironic because my friend texted me at church today and told me that he's struggling. And I said, do you need me to leave? Do you need me to come get you? And he was okay, but he needed someone in that moment. So, mm-hmm, that, well, that- God impressed, impressed upon me with your whole demeanor that you are, uh, that's the person you are. So, yeah. Um, I hope I hope you find purpose in in that to get through this pain is to uh, to help others too. Maybe that'll be a great way for you to 
to process this day by day. Thank you. Yeah, that confidence that confidence comes right through in her voice. As soon as I, as soon as she yeah, started thanks talking, for, I, thanks for your I, example. I, yeah. 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 Thank you. Thank you, uh, Haley. That's great. Be you be strong. Be strong. Dave, thank you so much, and uh, to your to your wife. I'm not sure if you guys are on speakerphone or or what, but yeah, you're on speaker. Okay, it sounds like you guys are a, a, a great family there and um, a pillar in the uh, Oxford. Yeah, um, thanks, brother. Both of you, I appreciate everything you guys do. Okay, uh, thank you. Appreciate it, and, and, and you know. This week is going to be tough, but um, I think you guys are some uh, good, good, uh, good people to rely on. Rely on, okay. So hold in there, and uh, we're gonna we're gonna have to see better days coming up so uh, soon. Yep, agreed. Okay, for sure. I, I appreciate you guys. Thank you, thank you for talking. Okay, absolutely. Okay. Thank you, guys. God bless. Good night. Good night. Oh man, that's tough talking to people, man. Yeah, that I got choked up. Yeah, I did too. I mean, uh, you get to a point where uh, you don't know what to say. No, there's not. Sometimes there's nothing to say. Yeah, and you know, I yeah, you're digging for something to uh, to, to let people know that you care, but you know, they're at the moment they're kind of alone in their own thoughts. But obviously, Oxford has got some really strong people, yeah. and you can tell, yeah. and uh, they're they're pulling together like you. Like only you would hope. Yeah, for sure. And uh, I don't know. I mean, <laughs> they said these people are, are inspiring. Yeah. Well, we have another one. Um, another one to call. And uh, let me see. Tara. So I'm going to um, put you back on on the waiting here and uh, hook you up. And uh, I'll talk to you on the other side of this. Okay. I'll be okay. right. I'll be right back with Tara. All right, you guys, I have, uh, <clears throat> I'm going to read another inbox while this call is being connected right now, okay? So, um, let's see, this one says, uh, this is from Christy, and it says, the details were breaking my heart. Although we live across the country and have uh, for years, once a wildcat, always a wildcat. I've been praying for Oxford every day and will continue to for months. Uh, this tragedy is taking its toll on my hometown and my heart breaks for so many friends who are still there. Love from Walla Walla, Washington. So uh, thank you, Christy, for that one. That was a, a, a nice little little spot there for the community in Oxford there. Um, uh, let me see here. Before we bring Tara, Tara on, I have another one. Let's see here. I'm going to go ahead and read this. It says, uh, I want to share some of my story. Um, we have an anonymous, anonymous one again, so um, I'm going to sort of skim through this one, all right? And um, let's see. It says, I, I, I tried not to say what ifs, but in 30 to 40 seconds longer, my story could have been worse. We heard shots and yelling, and I was in shock. I couldn't comprehend what was going on or why. The teachers did what they were trained to do and locked locked down the rooms quickly bless them i have trouble i was having trouble going places this week and trouble sleeping i know it'll get better uh the media sucks sometimes they say they're exaggerated and i don't trust them to 
uh, post the proper information. I worked for Oxford for 12 years and never thought we would use our training uh, for this. Uh, I worked part-time in the winter in a place in the evening and not ready to go back yet, but when I went there today to see how I'd feel in a place with kids and adults, my heart was beating pretty fast. Maybe it got me a little anxious, but I visited my friends uh, at work, and and I did okay. I needed a a nap after that, and I felt exhausted. Um, Monday starts all the funerals, and and I'm not sure I can go to all four, but I'll try to go to a couple. Uh, I want to be strong for the kids and helpful, but I'm a mess just like they are. My story is my student and brave teacher who did what we were trained to do. Thank you. Um, that was anonymous. And, um, I, you know, I replied to her, thank you so much for that. And, um, just another great, uh, piece of input there from somebody else in the, in the Oxford community. So thank you. And, um, I think we have, uh, Tara, are you on the line right now with Outcast? Yes, I am. How are you? Good. How are you? Oh, well, it's been a, it's been a rough, it's, it's been a rough show. I mean, it's, it's difficult, but it's, um, uh, how would you put it, Outcast? Is it's kind of um, ther- it's therapeutic, correct? Well, it's, yeah, it's therapeutic. It's emotionally draining, but at the same time, I have just been in awe of uh, the the wisdom and the and the and the discernment that people have brought to this. Uh, every caller has been had something inspiring. I mean, just and they're all just them being themselves. They're just they're inspiring, and and they've all echoed the same sentiment that. You know, yeah. people in Oxford are just um, sticking together, and uh, and they they plan on getting through this, but it it's been trying. Right now, you know, okay, so the the phone calls we've been talking with people and, and things I've been reading, um, people are going through a lot of trauma, and you know that's what this is all is. And uh, Michelle was on earlier, and she gave us a nice big uh, talk about the trauma, and you know, and and I think what we need here, um, you know, as the show starts to wind down, is you know, there are going to be so many emotions coming, but I know there's going to be long-term PTSD from this. And, you, you know, you have a lot to uh, input on this uh, subject, correct? Correct. Um, I'm no expert by any means, um, but as just coming from a ministry perspective, mm-hmm. um, we've done a lot of training in um, active shooter training. We've uh, done a lot of training through PTSD, trauma. Um, we've trained a lot for situations uh, in the workplace, in the schools, um, for trauma and immediate help. And um, first, I would just like to say thank you for inviting me to come on here with you guys and yeah. and have the opportunity to just kind of um, allow the community to have a little bit of perspective so that we can hopefully help some of the adults who are also experiencing, even though many of them wasn't there at the time, um, the secondary trauma that can come to their household, as some of the moms have said, um, will come through their kids. And so that's causing a secondary trauma inside of households and even with their brothers and sisters and um, aunts, uncles, different people that wasn't even there, just the thought of, uh, you know, someone being shot or something happened or their friends or, you know, friends of their family's children that are not here anymore can, can cause a lot of trauma. But it's also important to understand that not every one of these kids will have PTSD. Right. Even though, um, it was, it was 
very traumatic and the trauma came through. Uh, one of the examples that was given to us as we was in training was you can have a car accident and, you know, a, a big truck can come and smash you and go flying up on the, on the corner and the curb and the car almost flip and, and two people was in the car. One person can get out and, you know, just say, Oh my gosh, this was crazy. I can't believe that just happened. We're good. There's, you know, we're fine. We're alive. Let's go get lunch, you know? Mm -hmm. And the other person sitting there shaking violently, hysterical and completely traumatized on it. And the other person's like, man, what's wrong with you? It's okay. We're good. We're still alive. And so it's kind of like we have to watch more of uh, people's body language during this time too, because most people are going to show more than they are going to speak. Right. So oh, I've, uh, I kind of went through and looked at some of my notes and, and, and some of my information and some of the biggest things, you know, is going to be loss of interest. Um, survivor's guilt is, is, you know, one of the top things. That's that, going to be on the list. That's a big one. Survivor's guilt. Absolutely. Um, I, I know that, especially for the kids, um, we had a, um, <clears throat> I had a call from one of the moms this morning and she told me about how her son was feeling and um, he's got that, he, he, you know, he feels that guilt coming in. Why, why not me? Why him? You know, why he was, he's questioning things, which he should not be doing right now. I mean, um, there, there, there are reasons why. Okay, it's not for us to always figure these things out, but um, God has these plans already set for us. Okay, so to 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 put the guilt on yourself like that to any of you kids and adults too. Don't fight those, fight those urges. It's not your fault. Well, at the same time, though, it, it also is a very natural process mm -hmm. um, to to go through, and so. Yeah, I mean, in God's word, it says, you know, that we have to learn that trust, that we have to learn that we're not going to know everything, mm -hmm. and we're going to have to learn how to trust the process of where we are, and that God will always turn everything for our good. Um, I know a lot of times in this time, people like to turn and blame God for everything that's happened to them, um, not understanding that people have free will. Right. And... God has given each one of us free will. So that part of it does go out of his hands. It's the choices that we make uh, in the end that brings us into the places that we are. And, and even though it's not our choice, someone else's choice kind of makes um, the place and the things and the choices for us. But, when we have the trust and the knowledge and the wisdom and the understanding that God's going to take whatever is for our bad and make it for our good, then that's where the hope comes in. And that's what's desperately needed right now is the hope. Yeah. Yeah. Well said. Um, Outcast, what, uh, do you have something to add? Would you like to? No, she, you know, uh, you know, Tara's doing a great job of kind of echoing some of the sentiments we had earlier when we, when we first, um, you know, made our opening statements and, and she just touched on something I just want to repeat again. And, you know, uh, this is a fallen world and bad things happen to good people. God's not punishing you. Mm -hmm. And God is the one thing that can turn our pain into purpose. 
Yeah. Right. Right. And as mm-hmm. long as we can, as we can keep turning to God in that regard, um, we can conquer all, <laughs> conquer anything, conquer our fear and conquer our pain and conquer our, our grief. Yeah. But, um, as long as we, uh, sit in that grief, uh, and we want to pl- cast blame on God or something else that we can't control, uh, there's going to be no healing there. Right. Now I do have a, a book, a little book here and, and I keep it in my prayer room and it's called Jesus person promise book. And it has over 800 promises from the word of God in it. And, um, it's written by David Wilkerson. Okay. You I know, would say if somebody wants like a, something cheap, you know, it's, it's not an expensive book. Um, I think I got it off Amazon and it's just a reminder of different promises at different times of our life that we can look into, uh, you know, cause it says that God's word is a two edged sword and that's ultimately what, you know, takes us out from underneath our emotions mm-hmm. and our flesh and, helps us to overcome. Um, there's some key verses in here that I was reading and it says, um, peace I leave you, my peace I give to you, not as the world gives to you, but as I give to you from John fourteen twenty seven. That's mm-hmm. important to remember. God can give us a different kind of peace, the peace beyond all understanding that nothing in this world can give to us. And, in situations like this, that's the only thing um, that can help bring us into a place of peace where no one, their words, there's there's nothing that most people are going to be able to say or do to change what's happened or what the person is feeling emotionally, but God can bring that centered peace. Right. That's That's some good words right there. You know, um, amazing. Yeah, yeah. Amazing there. The, um, that book link that you, or that book you're talking about, if you can send me that, um, the name, you know, after this call, um, okay. I want to, I want to put it into the uh, description of the show notes here so that people can, uh, search for it and maybe pick that up. Cause it's going to, you know, everything is going to help, right? Talking, hugging, uh, being together, reading books, um, reading the Bible, everything's going to help for, uh, for the coming weeks here. So, um, if you want to send, send me that. Yep I, sh- yep, I can send that right over to you. Um, yeah, when we're done, yep. I went over uh, kind of a list of um, some of the things that people can watch for. That was uh, the loss of interest, the survivor's guilt, fear, anxiety, anger, emotional detachment, nightmares, insomnia, outbursts, depression, um, but as well as some of the negative things that people could instantly review and see. There's also forgetfulness, um, agitation, outgoing, very outgoing, overly happy, uh, constantly smiling, acting like everything's great um, while people kind of silently suffer. And this is one of the things that I've always um, related to myself after my daughter passed away. I had a lot of uh, PTSD and this song from Babyface was kind of like when he sung this part of it, which I kind of laughed because I thought you could probably relate with this since you're such a music buff. Um, it just always hit me. And it was like a clown I put on a show. The pain is real. Even if nobody knows I'm dying inside and nobody knows it but me. Oh, yeah. A I lot know. of times people 
you know, especially kids, um, they don't want to show that weakness. Well, even adults, they don't want to show the weakness. They don't want to show that there's anything wrong. They want to, you know, kind of make like they're going over top of it. And this is an important time for us to really take notice of the actions of someone instead of what they say. Um, it's very, it's perfectly normal to not feel normal at the time. No one should feel normal at this time. Right. And we have to normalize that for everyone. Um, like they said out there on Friday night, this is something that Oxford has never experienced. This is something new to everyone. Uh, nothing like this has ever happened before. So we have to um, help make this normal to not feel normal. Help people to understand that reaching out is not a weakness, that this is normal not to feel like this. Allow feelings without judgment because every person is going to experience trauma different, like I, like I put in, you know, with the car accident. Yeah, it's something that every person is going to experience a different. They're going to show it differently. They're going to um, have different timelines. Some people might be over the trauma in a month. Some people may not even feel like they're in trauma at all. They'll say, "Hey, you know what? We lived. We're good. I'm ready to live again. I'm fine. Everything's fine." Some people may just be hiding it. Some people may need to talk about it constantly every day, every day, every day until they can start to move past it. Some people might not want to talk about it at all. And, and in that part, it's very important, too, that we don't push people who are not ready to talk about it, mm -hmm. to not push them into talking about it, because that can be just as damaging to them right. as the situation. Wow. Okay. Okay. What do you, what do you want to ask her or add? No, I don't have a lot to, I mean, she's, you know, she's hitting it out of the park. It with just this. makes sense. It's just, I'm just, I'm just listening because, you know, I've never, I've never lost a child. I've had to deal with grief. I've lost of loved ones. Uh, and I get it, but this, this is out of my jurisdiction and just to listen to yeah. um, the knowledge that she's bringing here is, is very enlightening. And I think it's going to be very helpful for people to hear this. Yeah. You I'm, know, it's, you know, people, when you, you, you I have seen that I've been in, in situations where I've seen people grieve in really unusual ways that, you know, I've been, I had a situation where a friend, his wife passed away and he was, he was trying to be funny. I was just like, what is going on here? But it's, it's just how it is. People, their brains can't even process it sometimes. And, uh, to, to convey God's love and be supportive, no matter what, even if you don't understand how somebody's processing it is going to be the best, the best bet, you know, love, love, uh, love conquers all yeah. in this. Absolutely. Um, after my daughter passed away, I just, I was numb for a very long time. And I, and then when the numbness started to wear off, um, it was covered with either a very high end of, uh, you know, the overly joy, the overly everything. I didn't want anybody discussing or talking to me about anything for a long period of time. Um, and if someone tried to, a lot of times they was met with the exact same high end of aggression, right. of anger, of, you know, the, the pain was either turned into where I was covering with jokes or else just raw anger. Yeah. There was no in between. Wow. Yeah, it's completely understandable. Um, and, and I'm sure a lot of the parents are going to be going through this uh, this week uh, in the months to come, too, you know. Um, 
as as, as people move Harris, along. Yeah, go ahead. Yeah, and, and Tara, since you bring such a high level of personal experience combined with uh, uh, an amazing spiritual groundedness, um, is there anything else that you really want to like convey to people out there in this process that that maybe not as as equipped at this point in life as you are to handle this? I mean, is there anything any any sage wisdom that you have? There's just no wrong or right answers in this. Um, like I said, everybody's everybody's going to experience things differently. I mean, I wish that I had more guidance. Um, to be honest, like I did, I lost a child at a very young age. Um, at 30, my dad was murdered. Um, I, I have experienced a drastic amount of loss, which is why. I think God called me into the chaplaincy area to be able to help uh, families, to be able to help grieving parents, to to help people with different types of losses. Um, the most important part is just really being able to reach out, to have those people that you can find that trust with. I mean, honestly, during those times, I couldn't even trust God. I couldn't trust anyone. Yep. I, I didn't feel like anyone could relate with me. And these are all things that are just kind of lies that I, you know, believe that the enemy just brings us into there because what's, what's more than separation where God can take you into a place um, where you're in a church or you're with spiritual leaders or you're with different people, you become stronger when, when the enemy takes and separates you and brings you to a place of solitude where you're alone and by yourself, you're, you're much more vulnerable to fall into the drug use, to fall into depression, to fall into alcohol, to fall into many different other paths, which, um, you know, I did when, after I lost my daughter, I, I started drinking a lot. You know, mm-hmm. I used to say, I, I rocked myself to the sleep at the bottom of the bottle every night. And it was by the grace of God that I was pulled back out of that without having severe consequences. And we really want to be careful that this is not a place that, you know, our kids get brought into because the faster that people realize that they can get help or that there is a need for help, that is the key to overcoming this trauma. That is the key to coming back out of all this is having that very positive end of help. If you don't know how to help your child or yourself, that's fine. It's, you know what? A lot of people don't know how to, um, even people that have went in there, the first responders, the police officers, they have people that they talk to and counsel with. This is a lot to handle for them. And they've been trained in these situations. Yeah. We, we got into a little bit of that today uh, on the show. Wow. Yeah, so, well, Terry, you come with a lot of wisdom here. Um, you're the chaplain from the uh, ISOC. What Can you tell us more what the ISS, IOS, sorry, ISOC is? Um, it's an international chaplaincy. Um, it's based out of Texas. So uh, through my church and, and a couple of my cousins, they're actually chaplains through IFOC. Um, I ended up getting brought in uh, to the services by invitation. Um, they just do a lot of really good first response work. And 
IFOC uh, works a lot with first responders, police officers, um, different people mm-hmm. that actually have to be out here enduring car accidents and trauma and different stuff on a daily basis. Yeah, it's a tough so, time. So um, that's why we have so much training right. in those areas. Well, I tell you what, what you've expressed here today is, um, I'm sure that's going to go a lot to help, uh, people. Um, it sounds like you are really, um, in depth with that knowledge and and that's great. Um, is, is there some way, uh, you know, if people want to reach out to you or learn more about how to handle and manage the PTSD, um, is there something you can tell us uh, or, or point us to towards that I can put in the show description and. Um, I can definitely uh, do one-on-one um, or even if, you know, there's a couple different children or families that would like for me to come over to their homes or meet with them and talk, I would definitely uh, be open to making some appointments with them. Absolutely. Okay. Um, there's also, you know, I know uh, Matt Pfeiffer had put down for Common Grounds. That's also who we refer a lot of people to in the Oakland County area. Yeah is common grounds. Um, I also know that the Oakland County school systems have um, in, implemented a system and packages for students to be able to reach out and that they have counselors and different people at all the different schools. Uh, if they haven't received a package at this time, they should be, I think it's like a two page little package that just gives a lot of advice um, in, in different areas and, and where they can go, because I know that there's a lot of free tools out here as well mm. as going to your spiritual leaders of your churches. Yeah. Yeah. I saw that handout too. It's really good. Um, well, I'm going to use the, uh, Matt, Matt did send me the link for the common ground. So, um, we'll do that. And, um, I want to put something, uh, you know, if they want to con- connect with you, uh, why don't you send me a link to that too, that I can put in the description and people, you know, if you want to look up in, in this chat, um, chat with somebody who's, who, who knows how to handle these type of PS, uh, PTSD things, Tara, it sounds like you are, um, in the right place. I think God puts you in the right place for a reason. And, uh, yeah, I, I allowed PTSD to pretty much, um, without going into craziness, uh, the short version is there's, I, you know, we started experiencing secondary trauma basically through my parents growing up. Um, at seven, my dad shot himself in front of all of us mm. and he ended up living, but, um, you know, we got further into teenage years. I had two of my friends commit suicide. Um, at, I was 13, 14 years old. And then at 19, I lost my daughter and at 30, um, my dad was murdered. So there's a, there was a lot of trauma wow. that was never dealt with I ever. I you know, imagine. it was always covered. Yeah. Um, you know, you just had to soldier on. That's how we all made it. We just soldiered on and we just kept going and going and going. So you do learn how to live life, um, on this alternate level of normal, which is very high. Mm -hmm. And that's what most of our police officers and different, um, first responders, they, they live on that high. Um, but it's not normal for other people. And when normal really comes for somebody that's not used to normal, then that feels very unnatural and unnormal. And I had to, relearn and reinvent myself 
through the word of God, through his peace, through his love, through finding out who I am through him instead of who I was in this world. And that's what changed my life. But that didn't come until I was 30 when my, when my dad passed away uh, and he was murdered that I think that's when God really called me back Mm -hmm. um, into his, his place. And uh, that's, that would be my advice to people. Um, You know, run, run to God run to your churches, run to your places because, you know, he's the only one that can really change the pain and the hurt that you experience through this. Wow. Very good words. You've been through a ton and, um, what, I'm, I'm in, I'm in awe of what you've been through. Yeah. I, I know other people that have had, seem like they've had everything heaped on them, but this, this, uh, this testimonial takes the cake. And the fact that you turned, you found your way to God in this process, is just, um, just remarkable. Yeah. I mean, I just, I mean, I know he, what he's done in my life and I haven't endured a fraction of what you've endured. And I don't know. I mean, just, uh, it's, it's an incredible testimonial. And do you ever feel like God has put you like, do you ever feel like everything has been conditioning you so you can be there to help other people? Like I've, I've my devotional one day said, you know, the adversity that I've given you is what teaches you your patience. Right. Absolutely. Absolutely. It, I mean, you look back in hindsight and you just say, look, this, this, this culmination of pain has helped me to be a warrior. I mean, cause obviously you're an extremely strong person. Yeah. Um, I, I definitely say I'm a David. <laughs> <laughs> That's yeah. good. We need yeah. more Davids. And the world is your Goliath, right? Yeah. Yeah. Wow. And yeah. you know, and it's funny because people look at me and, and they, when I, when I do give a testimony or something that I've been through, um, they, you know, they're like, I thought you really was born with a silver spoon in your mouth. I would have never guessed in a million years. And I was like, isn't God good that I don't look what I went through? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's good. Because that'd be pretty rough. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, the story you told us, it's a beautiful thing. And, um, you know, it's, I think what you're going to be able to do is help people and, um, your wise words coming from, from you. And I want to thank you. Tara, for being on the show and, and, and bringing all this to us. I mean, this is great. Um, I think it's going to help a lot. And, you know, the, the spirit of God is high in this, in today's show. Um, wow. I just, I'm amazed by what's going on during the show. Um, outcast any part yeah, of Tara, I just want to, say, I just want to tell Tara, um, I think Jesse and I are, are a little bit emotionally tapped at this point, but when you go back and listen to this whole episode, um, <laughs> you're going to be amazed at how everything you're talking about ties in directly. It's like, yes. it's kind of like the more I learn about the Bible and the world, the more I find out everything is interconnected. Uh, this, episode, this episode is completely interconnected with people's experiences and the things that they have to say. So yeah. I, I know you're going to really love hearing the first part of this, but uh, you are an, an amazing uh, capstone to what we've been talking about. Yeah. I want to thank you again, Tara. That's like he said, well, you, thank you. listen to this and, and you're going to be amazed at what, what happened today. I'm just, yeah, emotionally spent here. Uh, <sighs> well, that's how we know that God's in full control, right? Is yeah, when sure. you have different people from different places that never speak to each other and they all kind of tap in and they come to the same place. It's like, you know, that the Holy Spirit has guided and, and led you to the place that you are. And that's mm-hmm. where the trust is built. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Tara, it's funny. And I've been like teary eyed throughout this whole, uh, this whole recording of this, this, this episode and um i how i know that i'm that, I've got, that there's the holy spirit in, in the in the room you know yeah and 
Oh, it's just it's just remarkable to think what you just. I'm just sorry, I just lost my train of thought there. But it's been a, a taxing thing. I do. I feel sapped. Like like the, the God, like God has been moving through this whole thing. Yeah. Amazing. Yeah. Well, it, it, God is amazing. Um, there's there's no way that I would want to go back. And like you said, when I've looked back, um, I do have an understanding now, uh, being older and and just going through the training that I've been through and, and listening to everything. And I, I mean, I've been working um, on myself for 17 years now since, since I started this journey. And I tell people, you know, the one thing in life is that you have to realize is never stop learning every day for till the day that you die, yep. you're never going to stop learning. You're never going to stop growing in God. And I'm amazed by his work every single day in the people that I meet in the stories that I hear and in the miracles that I've actually seen him do. And I mean, one of the miracles that I've seen him do was on Friday night, downtown Oxford. I was in awe of the amount of people that was there. You know, they say it takes a village to raise a child. Well, it's going to take a village to heal these children too. Yep. And the village really, I'm from every village, from Lapeer to Clarkson to Lake Orion, all the way around, everybody just showed up and showed there. And, and I could just really feel God moving through um, that whole crowd on Friday night. It was, it was absolutely amazing. Yeah. Well, again, thanks for the well, words. You, uh, you've you really touched some, some, some really important points here. So, Tara, uh, well, Outcast, you, you want any parting words with her before no, we go? No, okay. I don't think so. I think, uh, I think, uh, like I said, Tara was the, the perfect capstone to <clears throat> yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, a message. It's funny because she just did it again. She, you know, what you just said, <laughs> Tara, that was a reoccurring theme with throughout the night, too, as people were calling in and they just kept talking about the, the community and, and people, uh, you know, giving to one another by being supportive or whatever it takes. That was the reoccurring theme. Instead of like succumbing to the grief, succumbing to the pain, rather go outward and put your faith into action and put love out there. And then that's, that's the key to, to conquering something as, as awful as this. Yep. And it doesn't even matter if someone believes in God or if they don't believe in God, you know, at this time, it just matters. What can we do for each other? Um, if somebody even wanted to contact me, I don't, even if they don't believe in God or if they believe in a different God, it doesn't matter. Um, we're here to help mm -hmm. regardless of their religious beliefs or, or, or none. Um, that doesn't, that part, you know, of course I, I'm a hundred percent for Jesus, but it doesn't mean that I would never, um, turn someone away that doesn't believe in him. Um, we have to be the the light regardless of someone else's choices or, or thoughts or processes at this point, we just need to be a help in the dark. Well, you're, mm -hmm. you're definitely doing that. And, and again, thank you um, for, for sharing everything with us. I mean, this is great, great, great information, Tara. And, you know, if you guys want to get a hold of her, you can get through, you know, get, get a hold of her through me. Um, I'm going to put descriptions on the, on the show page, but um, we'll, we'll find a way to get you connected. Okay. So, once again, Tara, thanks a lot, and uh, you, you brought a lot of good good stuff here to end the show with, so I, I really appreciate it. Everything just fell into place, and uh, by divine hand, right? So, Amen. Uh, okay. Thank you guys for having me, yep. and thank you for everything you guys do. You guys are doing an amazing job. Thank you. We're, thank you. We're enjoying it, and um, 
you know, we're just helping to spread, spread the healing right now. So thanks a lot. Okay. We'll, we'll talk to you um, at a different point. I'm sure. All right. Thank you. Good night. Good night. Thanks. Oh man, brother, that hits that, that really hits target, right? Well, I mean, if your if your goal, Jesse, uh, which I know it was, was to spread healing and and create a format for that, <laughs> yeah, you did an amazing job. Uh, it, really set up. That was just my idea, but I think it, it, again, it just keeps happening. Everything is coming together, and it seems seemingly on its own. It's just it's falling into place. Well, we it, keep, it's strange. We keep praying before each episode. I think it's going to go this way. Yeah, you know, <laughs> right? before we end here, I want to, um, I want to talk about this because this is pretty, uh, very important. Now, Tate Meyer, he was the uh, number forty-two, the football player over there at uh, Oxford. Um, we talked earlier. I told you about um, Michigan University of Michigan uh, on their uniforms. They put these patches on for their uh, their um, Big Ten championship game last night. Yeah, and um, they put TM for Tate Meyer, uh, his number forty-two, and then four little hearts underneath on this patch. Okay, wow, and um, cool that they did that. Yeah, it's the shape of Oxford's block O, meant to honor all the victims, survivors, and community members. Right, um, the TM and the forty-two pay tribute to football player Tate Meyer, um, Tate, Hannah, Saint Juliana, Madison Baldwin, and Justin Schilling. Um, whose lives were senselessly lost earlier this week um, are represented by our four blue hearts. We're proud to represent the state of Michigan and all of its communities. Oxford is uh, Oxford strong and Michigan strong. So that was great. And also there is a Tate Meyer Memorial uh, Scholarship Fund. Um, the Meyer family established a scholarship fund in Tate's name. The scholarship will be uh, an endowed, 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 scholarship where funds will be used each year to help graduates of Oxford High School offset the cost of college tuition. This will allow Tate and his family to continue to support the Oxford community for the years to come and create some good in the wake of his tragedy. Um, And you can donate there at um, uh, cfound.org. That's the letter C and then found. cfound.org. That's uh, the Community Foundation of Greater Rochester. Um, I'm going to put that link into the show. Okay. So you guys, um, if you want to uh, be part of that, you can do that. So now Jesse, for, for our listeners who might not be familiar with the story, yeah. was it Tate was the, was the football player that actually made an attempt to disarm the shooter? Yeah. Yep. He, he was, um, okay. there's evidence there that he was heading towards the, towards the danger and he went there and, um, in his bravery and, um, he tried to do what he could do. Um, you know, another thing before we end here um i told you about this game last night right the michigan game yeah and um okay so he's number 42 and he had three uh other than him there were three other uh i call them oxford's angels right three other students the score of the game last night was 42 michigan to three iowa um i don't know how to relate, how to even say this, anything, but 42 and three, it just, it's, it's almost like everything just kind of fell into place again. Uh, It's just very, Oh man, it's happening to us every week, isn't it? I mean, the way things are coming together. Oh brother. Uh, We, we, we actually, this is our longest show. We ran way over. 
Um, I'm not mad about it. I'm not worried about it. But I, like you said earlier, I'm drained. I'm, I'm mentally drained right now. Um, Me too. I'm ready for dinner. Yeah. Um, do you have any parting words before we go? No, just that God is good, and I'm, 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 I'm. It warms my heart to listen to all these people from the community, yeah, from Oxford, yeah, and Sounds... how they're so grounded in their faith in this adversity, and uh, that's all you could ask for. Because I've watched people wallow around in their pain and and be too stubborn to turn to the Lord, and it just seems to compound and get worse. Yeah, I and, hear you. Uh, and and just hear like these people that you that you talk to, their head their head and their heart is in the right place, and it's uh, it's encouraging. Yeah, uh, um, you know, same same sentiments here. You know, I, oh, you know, I didn't know how I really wanted to end the show and everything, but I, I think that the show ends itself. You know, uh, you know, I think with the show Oxford Angel, Oxford's Angels, the healing show here, um, I feel like we did everything we could to to get you know put out the good word and and, and help, and, and hopefully it does that. So. Um, it's, it's not our typical show format, um, and that's okay, and, and, and I don't want to plug any of that stuff, but I'm just going to let you guys know I'm putting all the um, the description links and everything that we talked about today that I got from everybody, I'm going to put them in the show notes, and if you want to you know read read the show notes of where you're listening to, uh, do that. And um, if you can't find it, um, I, I'm, I'm available through email. It's info at jessejames.com. That's J-A-Y-M-Z. Oh. So it's going to be a tough week, but we're going to get through it, everybody. So I just want to say thanks for listening to the show. I'm Jesse James. He's outcast. And uh, as you go through this week, remember to, you know, hold on to those loved ones and, and don't let anybody um, slip through the cracks. You know, it's going to take uh, everybody to to get through this together. And I think that's the, the biggest thing. Outcast, how about you? I think you nailed it. I think it's great. Uh, yeah, okay. Lena, with whatever adversity that you're going through, it may not be this one. This might not be personal for you, but wherever you are, if you're listening, lean hard into God and, uh, and seek his wisdom and, and his love and uh, everything else will fall in place. Perfect. Yeah, perfect. Well, we love you guys. We love Oxford, Oxford Strong, and um, everybody get a hold of each other, all right? We're going to see you next week on the Dangerous Info Podcast. Love you guys. 